Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 120 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. And this is all made possible by using Restream.io. You can also catch the show live in VR with other like-minded VR enthusiasts using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's number one fear isn't being stranded on a remote desert island with cannibals. No, no, no. His number one fear is much, much worse, and that's dropping frames whilst in VR. Press F in the chat to pay your respects to VR streamer Zimtok5. <laughs> How you doing, man? You all right? Uh, this week is, uh, yeah, dropping frames. I don't mind with frame drops. What I mind is data loss. Shite, I've had uh, three drives die. I've never had so much tech die in a single week on me. I, I lost a NAS with two drives in it. I lost an, an external drive and my daughter's PC that I have built downstairs. Uh, it takes about five minutes to build, boot for no reason, blinking on a little cursor. So this week has been just brilliant. And then yesterday, yeah, I was having fun with our friend uh, Gamertag VR, and we were playing The Forest, and uh, yeah, my PC was not having it. For whatever reason, it could do Boneworks in Asgard, but The Forest is just too much. <laughs> wow, wow. It's like you're a walking magnet at the moment. Everything you touch just breaks. I'm so scared to, to touch anything that matters <laughs> right now. <laughs> but apart from that, you're all good? Yeah, I'm all good. Ready for the holiday season. I think I'm more prepared this year than I have been in about the past five, so I feel good. Yeah, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Right, next up, this guy wants to spread the Christmas cheer by quietly climbing down your chimney with his sack. Not to give you presents, though to steal all your presents for himself. It's the VR master thief. It's, of course, the rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I had uh, yesterday my last day at my at my old job. It's so weird to say that now, but... Uh, Congratulations. I'm, uh, I'm officially finished now with my PhD and, and with the job now as well. So uh, it's uh, it's time for a new chapter. So, yeah, it was uh, it was actually pretty awesome. We did a little party yesterday and everything. Uh, so yeah, now it's for me, it's going to be like uh, searching for some th something new and uh, a new place to live. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You're like Gordon. You're, you're a free man. A, f a free man. Yeah. <laughs> free man. <laughs> in, in, in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing, man. Congratulations. It must be a huge relief for you and uh, really yeah. excited about your next chapter as well. Yeah. Uh, moving to Canada, which is going to be next year, right? Yes, indeed. indeed. Exciting times. Exciting times. Next up. This guy loves nothing more than dressing up as a balloonicorn and throwing money at his screen during the Steam winter sale. It's the one and only, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, this is, this is my, my time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy, you know, with the, with the Steam uh, winter sale around. Yeah, all those YouTube monies, you know, just being oh, yeah. thrown at the screen. This is the, like, you know, I save up all the YouTube monies in a year and then... At the end, I throw it all at the screen. Just buying, like everyone else, titles you, that you're not going to play at exactly. all. But just because they're cheap, you want to have them anyways. Exactly. Quality investments. Yes. So if you ever want <laughs> money investing advice, mm -hmm. Nathie's your man. There you go. Yeah. Last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, back 
uh, after last week where I was away. But I'll talk about that in a little bit as well because I've got a little story to share. Um, but we've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include Oculus released their official Oculus Link cable for 80 US dollars. We give you our VR highlights of the Steam Winter Sale. Zim's going to give you the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to round up the show by talking about the big hitter, which is Half-Life Alex, of course, mm. as uh, Tested shared their gameplay this week. And then Rowdy is going to give you a Rowdy Science lesson on the complexities of working, not working, walking in VR. <laughs> Make sure I get it right. Yeah. Um, but of course, <laughs> let's find out what everyone's been playing. And the highlight of the week this week, and then first up is, of course, Zim. I think we all know. You, you definitely gave Rowdy another topic now. So in a couple of weeks, he's going to have to come back and talk about the complexities of working. In well, I'm working. not doing it anymore now, so uh, I'm, it's going I'm, to be hard for me to talk about that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad I said working rather than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could go much working. further. It could have gone wrong. Yeah. So uh, for me, I, I, again, my highlight's going to be The Forest, simply because uh, after the Game Awards and seeing The Forest 2, um, that was just uh, it was really cool to get back into the game. And like in the first 20 minutes, you're thinking... Oh god, this control scheme is terrible. Like all the button mappings, you just you have to just punch through it and learn it again. But actually, it's a really capable multiplayer experience. So, you know, once we kind of overcame the technical difficulties, just being able to build awesome things, you know, fell some trees, go cave exploring, um just like find the perfect nest. They've even got like zip lining in the game, which I didn't know was before. And um so I'm actually quite itching. This is always a good thing after you've played some games. When you're itching to go back and do some more, that's a good sign. And so if you're like looking at the Steam sales, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that a bit later, uh, you know, and you saw the uh, uh, the Sons of the Forest trailer and you like that, uh, then I'd say picking up the Forest, even though it's a beta VR implementation and does have some performance problems, um, and that was the case both for me and GT, by the way, um, I, think, I think it's a well-worthy title. If you've got two or more people to play it, uh, it's, it's a really good multiplayer experience. Okay, so is that the kind of caveat? You know, it, it, maybe solo is not the best, the best fun. I, try and play with others. I just think that um, so the solo game is a bit more depressing. Whereas you know, when you when you've at least got one buddy to help take down these islanders that are trying to sort of swarm you, even if there's like if it's an eight v two fight, it still feels kind of fair because you got two mm -hmm. humans. <laughs> if it's just you versus eight people, the the kind of less perfected elements of the game stand out a li little bit more. So for me, yeah. I'd say at least have a partner. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably a general rule of thumb with any VR game. Like if it has a co-op mode, it's going to be more fun to play co-op with someone else for sure. Yeah. yeah. And if you yeah. get too scared, then he can hold you and like make sure oh, yeah. you We did that. Right. We built a cabin <laughs> together and uh, it, it saved us. But, oh my God, you should see the defense fortress. Like we built this little tiny, like almost Irish, like stone wall around this little cabin and then this massive, like, anti-tank spike on the beachfront. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, that was, Amazing. that was loads of fun. Loads of fun. Cool, cool. What about you then, Rowdy? What, about, what was your highlight of the week this week? I actually, I played, I haven't made a video of it yet. I played uh, the new uh, uh, Twisted Pixel game. I think it's Twisted Pixel indeed. Uh, oh, Path of the, the Warrior. Warrior, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like... It's an old style that they tried to revigorate with with VR, and uh, I was a bit like skeptic towards it when I when I when I saw it. I was a bit like, yeah, okay, we we've seen this before, um, 
But I had actually a lot of fun just playing and messing around with it because mm. it's um, it's intended to be funny, uh, which I think is a, is a is a great concept in itself already. We don't really have that many like really like just funny games, and like this one really goes over the top with it, um, and they do it really well. Um, the thing I liked the most about it were the facial expressions of the guys when you punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. They do that so well, and it's different any time. And uh, the, the really nice addition, because I saw some people comparing it to a Drunken Bar Fight. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, of course, there is a, a very strong comparison between the two. Uh, but um, this one is far more arcadey uh, in the way that Drunken Bar Fight is literally like what the name is. It's like a, a Drunken Bar Fight. Uh, but they added the addition of two buttons, which were your left and your right foot. And <laughs> so much fun and like just flicking them up because you see like a foot all of a sudden going in your screen, going bam in the guy's face. It's so well done. You can also do like a spinning kick by pressing them both at the same time. Um, it's uh, There's like some mechanics in there that... Although they're maybe not really ideal for virtual reality because, you know, you want to, you know, it, it, it is not really like the most immersive kind of experience if you press a button and like a foot comes up. But they've done it because it's like arcadey. It, it just works really well in this kind of game. You can also like pick people up and like flick them on like, you know, the chandelier or like it, throw them in the fire or in the disco box or whatever. It's, um, I had a lot of fun just messing around with it. I'll probably still make a video of it later on. Um, but uh, it's actually a, a pretty fun title if you mm. like these kind of things or just want something to like you know mind uh, your 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 brain at zero switch it off for a moment and just do some some mindless punching in a game uh, it's uh, it was fun is there any objective yeah. to it Raddy? like do you are you, are you yeah, trying to they, they have, there is a storyline um like it starts with that the the town is like overrun with crime and there's only like one person that can stop them and that's you basically so you're going to you're going into a bar and you literally start just like punching people because you you know that that that's the storyline and you progress through different stages so first it's it's the bar uh, and every with every round that finishes, you save a certain person. I only don't get the concept of like when you save them, they have like they're like tied together, and they, ha- you, for example, they they're hidden in the pool table. So you punch at the pool table, you, everything is punching. Every every interaction is punching punching. So you punch at the at the pool table. The pool pool table bursts open, and some person comes out. But he's like his hands are strapped together, and it's like, it's like dynamite on them. And I'm like, why is the dynamite? And they don't explain anything as well, but you just need to start punching the dynamite then in order to free them. And then it's like that person like gives you like a hot dog or a slice of pizza. It says, thanks. And then it runs away. And then you start in like the next round. Um, but the, the characters itself are pretty funny as well. They're very, um, uh, character, have certain characteristics that are really well done, uh, but they also sometimes have weapons or they have certain like kind of like skills that they can use. Um, some have armor. So there's like, like up until so far that I have gotten, there's quite some variety. And after the mm. bar, you move like in a different area, like the restaurant of the bar. So you go behind the, the counter and that kind of stuff. Then you go outside, you go um, on the streets. And that's kind of where I was now. I don't know how many levels there are. Um, maybe, I don't know if someone else played I think there are well. five or six. Yeah, 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 something like that. This so like, like I played like uh, maybe just five minutes of it just to quickly test it out. But I think like uh, Pixel Rip 1995, it does a good job of giving you that dose of nostalgia. You know, like if you yeah. played these games as a kid, you know, like Streets of Rage, that that kind of thing, then you'll you'll twig with this like straight away. You know, and that's yeah. what what I liked about it. So I'm looking forward to trying it some more. But it's only available on the Quest right now, right? Uh, no, I played it on Rift S. 
Oh, you played it on Rift S. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was on both platforms now. Yep. Well, now nowadays, you're playing more Quest titles on your Rift S than the other way around. So <laughs> I know. It's get, so used, get used to it. So confusing. No, that's an awesome suggestion there, Rowdy. Um, what about you then, Nathy? What have you been playing this week? Yeah, so let's let's first dive into the chat. Sure. Um, we have Rift S Fun, who played Asgard's uh, Wrath. Yes. Mm. It's uh, like, Azim, how, how far are you in the... In Asgard's? Yeah. Four hours, maybe? We got a that's long the, way to go. That far, then, because <laughs> I, I know. Have you already finished the tutorial then? Because I know that you take <laughs> your time with these kind of things, right? Yeah, I, I take my time. That's more <laughs> a skill barrier than a, a, a cho- choice <laughs> on my side. But yeah, I don't think I'm necessarily out of that. I just got my third um, buddy. Yeah. 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 So okay. I won't say anything more. So I, I, w- I recently went back to it actually, and I wanted to beat the boss because I asked Rowdy, like, how do I beat this guy? Because he's like kicking my ass. And you, and he finally told me, so I went back and did it. And it took me a long time to do it, because he's a hard boss, I think. One, but once you learn the patterns, you kind of get used to it a little bit. But I had to knock the difficulty down. Wait, wait, is it, is it the, the, the big boss at the end, or is it the Double-headed boss. boss. Yeah, double-headed boss. Ah, okay, boss. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I finally did it, and I recorded it, just, just for a clip and a video. But then I looked at my recording afterwards, and I had, like, the, 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 the Oculus overlay over the, the screen. And I was like, what a noob. What a noob uh, thing classic, to do. Mike, yeah. Classic, Mike. Classic. So, yeah, Love we have more. We have more. We have Mr. 1267, who played Boneworks, Pavlov, and uh, he's working on his own VR horror shooter. Mm. Ooh, spooky. And then we have uh, Megan, also known as The Owl, who played Pistol Whip. Uh, <laughs> Gamer Bandit uh, uh, jumped into, it should be super hot, but it says supper, supper hot. It's a different game. You have I to like, like my supper hot. Oh, it's a new one. Oh. You have to it's avoid your mum feeding you, your <laughs> baby. I, I see. You have to I avoid the, the spoon. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Then we have uh, Carlos, uh, who played uh, uh, Doom in VR, Beat Saber, uh, uh, 90 Degrees Levels and Until You Fall. And last but not least, our favorite man of the show, or one of the, Dave the Psycho. He <laughs> <laughs> played uh, a lot. Stormland, Vacation Simulator, Path of the Warrior, Radial G, and Star Trek. And mm. Super Thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different version again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what the chat played. I didn't play that much, uh, to be honest. Uh, I'm... Um, I'm actually preparing to go to Italy next week um, to celebrate Christmas, but to kind of get into the Star Wars mood because the new movie just came out, uh, I decided to go back into uh, Trials on Tatooine. This was the, I think, the first Star Wars demo that ever came out, right? I think it in was VR. the yeah, first yeah, yeah. one. Um, and awesome. um in this experience, it's it's quite short. It takes like I don't know ten minutes to to finish. But in this experience, you um, arrive on the planet Tatooine, and um, you have to fix the Millennium Falcon, um, and, and and that's that's about it. That's all you really have to do. I'm not gonna spoiler the rest because otherwise it's it, it like it's that short that I can't even say more than that. Um, but it, it, it's great to uh, still be able to play those even after three years because it came out in 2016. I did a double check on it. It's free, by the way, on Steam. You can play it on the Valve Index, uh, on the Rift, on Windows MR headsets, everything. Um, and uh, I dove in with the Quest through Oculus Link. It's so nice 
to be able to revive certain titles by playing it on the quest. You have mm -hmm. a reason to return, basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. So I can totally recommend Trials on Tatooine if you have never jumped in before. It's it's yeah. short and sweet and free, so why not? And if you're in this kind of Star Wars vibe, you recently played uh, the droid repair bay on the Quest yes. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, um, I spoke about that in the last uh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I won't, so that I won't one is also uh, free, by the way. So if you want cool. to be a mechanic, an astro mechanic, and want to uh, repair droids, then, yeah, that's also something you can do. Um but um, yeah, it's 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 a fun one, and you can just see how much VR has evolved. Where mm. if you play it, you're like, hmm, this is kind of old school now compared to Vader Immortal, for example. Oh, um, yeah. So you, you can see how how time flies and how much better stuff has become, and then you know you appreciate things more too. So it's sometimes yeah. good to go back into you know old stuff and be like, hmm, maybe I should not complain too much about uh, newer things that uh, just dropped. They should definitely make a VR version of the Mandalorian, where you get to cradle Baby Yoda. That'd be so well, good. Well, uh, I, I have a, I have a, I have good news for you. You can play as Baby Yoda in VR chat nowadays. I've seen some videos where they do funny wow. stuff. So, wow, yeah. must must the play. kind of stuff that they do with Baby Yoda and VR chat is not the stuff that I want to know. I think. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So, um, so let me tell you my little Christmas story because, um, as you probably know, last week I was on the show. And thankfully, Zim was holding the fort for me. Did a great job, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, I was at like a Christmas party with my family. Um, and it's kind of interesting because probably like your guys' families, like they, they know that we make videos online about VR, but many of them have never really tried it before and don't really understand how we do this as a job or whatever. So, um, so I took the quest with me anyway, thinking that I'd just maybe show some people. And then when I arrived, I was like, oh, you know, I'm still doing this VR thing. I've got this VR headset with me. Do you want to try it? No one wanted to try it. No one cared. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no worries. You know, wait till after dinner. And then after dinner, there were some older sort of kids around, maybe sort of like 10 or 12. And I said, like, I've got this VR headset. Do you want to check it out? And they were like, immediately knew what I was talking about. So they've really? clearly seen like bigger like YouTube channels uh, play VR before and they were super excited and they were like this is amazing I can't wait to try it and they were and did they, they name any games as well or was there something they said like do you have this or do you have that so so of course they mentioned VR VR chat and yeah. they also mentioned uh, Beat Saber and I said oh, I've got oh, okay. Beat Saber on there so they didn't want to mess around with any of the tutorial stuff they just wanted to jump straight into Beat Saber which I thought well the game is anyway they they play Minecraft a lot mm. so I I chucked them straight into Beat Saber picked it up like instantly absolutely loved it and they were like screaming and shouting and like really having like a whale of a time they absolutely loved it one of the guys uh, played pistol whip as well and he, he really enjoyed that as well but it was funny because as soon as the kids started like making noise and saying like this is amazing like it looks so incredible the adults like started looking like what, what is this all about like what, what are they doing yeah, and then yeah. the, they, they started lining up to have a go themselves so i was like putting them into experiences and I thought, well, I'll ease them in like with like Oculus first steps and like first contact and BOGO and, and experiences like that. And they, they like absolutely lost their mind. Uh, they, it's they, kind of like, like, you know, when you go to like a buffet and nobody has gone to eat yet, you don't want to be the first one to like pick up the plate. I mean, I don't care. I just go when I'm hungry, but like a lot of people, like they, they, yeah. they don't want to be the first one. Cause you know, oh, it's going to look ridiculous and people are going to look at me and the barrier of entry is like a little bit higher than, but as soon as that's like broken through then people want to like just jump in there. Exactly. And and their reactions were then spurring on other people to get interested yeah, as yeah. well. They were like saying, you've got to try this. It's so amazing. Like it's like magic. <sighs> and, um, 
like the 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 best experience that they tried as adults was dancing with a robot in first steps. Yeah. Like everyone loved that because it was so interactive and it felt like the robot was like real to them, you know, so that was really magical to watch. But I think it was like also really nice for me to finally have my family kind of understand what I've been doing with my time, yeah. <laughs> you know, the last <laughs> Dancing three with years. Dancing yeah. yeah, exactly. So so not only was it great to demo VR to people that had never tried it before, but for them to really understand why I'm passionate about it, you know. Yeah. So that was that was a really nice experience. Um, so that's my little story about last week. But this week, um, just to highlight what I, I played, it, it, I, I played Boneworks, and I know you guys have, were talking about it on last week's show, but I kind of wanted to kind of summarize my thoughts on the game because I went back and I... Like, the sole intention was just to finish it, really. Um, because I know a lot of people out there probably caught my live stream, and if you watch the live stream, you'll, you'll, you'll see that I got quite frustrated uh, in a lot of the parts because there's some, there's some tricky puzzles earlier on in that game. I need to ask um, you something, Mike, because when I was streaming it, people were like, oh, let's see if he fares better than Mike. Mike had problems with the keys and blah, 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 blah. Oh and my I was God. like, what the hell? This sounds like Mike had a real rough time. Because <laughs> like six different people were saying it. And I was like, okay, yeah. what's so, the story? So, so the key the key thing, I just didn't smash the box. So I didn't know the key was in there. Oh. And at that point, I think I'd been playing for an hour and we're still playing the tutorial and I just want to get into the action. So I'm like, do you know what? I don't give a crap if there's any more tutorial to play. I just want to get into the action and see what the game's all about because for me it was getting boring obviously for them they just wanted to know all about the law they wanted me me to look at every single detail (laughs) i just wasn't interested in that i was like if you don't want me to play the game you want to play it then don't watch me play basically that was kind of my my thought process but anyway so i had a frustrating time with some of the puzzles early on weirdly those puzzles disappear after those initial few hours and you never see them ever again so in a way streaming later hours into the game probably would have been more exciting to watch um but overall i felt like the physics-based mechanics both make the game magical, but also incredibly frustrating at the same time. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah. It, yeah, it's a real it's a real seesaw of a title, and I think you experienced the same thing I did, which is the the you know how the refund policy for Steam hinges around two hours. They for whether they intended it or not, there's gonna be a lot of people refunding because they got frustrated or bored in that first two hours because it's really a slow kickoff. It's like one of these mm-hmm. like slow-paced films that is yeah. just layering very slowly layers of paint. Yeah, and for yeah. all the amazing design that they did incorporate in the game, I think that was a bit of an oversight because to do something that is a roadblock that could just turn people off straight away within that first two hours is a bit risky. Yeah. But it anyway, risky. It, it is what that's, it is. That's why the museum was there to kind of start off slowly. I think if they, as I said yeah. last week, if they started off with you doing the puzzle straight away, then you had no idea how to solve them in the first place. I don't think that the museum even helped me with that first puzzle, but no, okay. no not really. But like the, the <laughs> things I did like about it, um, you know, a bit like Red Matter, which we've like praised before, is yeah. is the feeling of weight. Like you really get the sense of weight with the yeah. weapons. Yeah. Like swinging a sledgehammer feels like super satisfying. Uh, the 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 gun uh, handling mechanics are some of the best I've ever seen in VR. I think that's really, really great. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I, I had it both with the melee weapons and with the gun controls. I was a bit like. I've had better. So like I, think, I, I still think that the, the weight is not enough for two-handed weapons. I, I yeah, for example, I had like a two-handed sword that mm-hmm. I could still handle fairly okay with one hand, um, which yeah. I don't think should be the should be the case, especially not because they 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 implemented weight mm-hmm. into the game. Uh, I think, and regarding I think, guns, I find them a bit like they, they didn't have any weight. I mm-hmm. experienced kind yeah. of, and the the 
I don't know, like the, the reload mechanics, I didn't find them as smooth as I want them to be with like the, the two fingers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that definitely comes with muscle memory once you've played it like throughout. Because um, mm-hmm. certainly I was getting much, much better. And and like when you've played games where you just press a button to reload and then, you know, in Boneworks, you're like grabbing a, a mag, you're hitting mm-hmm. the other mag that's in the gun so hard that it's right. flying out, reloading it. And then with the MP5, you can just hit the slide. You don't even have to like yeah. pull it. You can just slap it just like a real but, gun. But that, that's that's with like a lot, yeah. of, a lot of mechanics. You learn them along the way. Like I you feel do. like the first five, six hours are like super clumsy at the game. And then yeah. I had, I yeah. found like five ways to reload my weapon. I found like two, three ways to jump onto something in different um uh, ways so yeah no i totally agree like you, you definitely get better at the game the more you progress but yeah. still there's some things like you know like like i said because it's a physics-based game those bits are really cool but then like i had one section where i had my arm stuck in a vent midway through mm, a level yeah no that's annoying and then i was trapped in that part because there isn't any yeah. mid level save points yeah. so you then have to restart from the beginning again because the game basically glitched you into a vent and you're stuck then so mm. that was super oh. annoying um, <laughs> in yeah, terms of no, the story like i don't know if like rowdy because obviously rowdy loves stories like i just didn't understand what the heck was going on <laughs> I, I, I have no idea why these null men love melons so much i don't know I if it's just the melon a... thing. I, like that trope that whole like it's almost like a meme thing but for for me and i, I need to say this while you're here mike because i tried it with the lads yet last week and they're like what's that like this is Marmite VR, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, what it I, is. I, 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 you either I love agree. it or you hate it. Or I find I find myself like I, the first time through, I was like, I really like the slow pacing, and then this last kind of hour chunk, I was like, but it is just fucking clunky. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. But the thing is, like you say, I think it's a really like artisan's way of portraying a VR game because it's like they mm. took the paste introduction, they took the clunky. I mean, it's it, it's. It's like that fucking uh, goat simulator game. They just took a physics yeah. base and they turned it into something with actually some structure to it, which is which is actually admirable. Um, yeah. And I see why people praise it, but it does yeah. frustrate the hell out of me from time to time. Yeah, yeah and, and, I'm, I'm on the same. Like for me, yeah. it's like I, I understand why people like it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just not for me. It's just yeah. not for me. I, I do have to say, like, there's, there were certain mechanics that sticked with me after. I played it where I play other titles now where I'm like, eh, I can't do that. Like even even in very simple ones, I played some rec room where there were just some boxes and I just walked against them. I was like, they don't even move. Yeah. The heck, like everything is so static. It, it's almost like it, it does kind of hire like my expectations of, of other games now where I don't want to play certain tiles but anymore then again, from the past. Like if... If you play H3 VR now, like I think a lot of the concepts that are in Boneworks are actually in there as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but but the thing is with H3 was like a, a simulated thing. And this is like a full game with not only weapons that have physics and, 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 and melee stuff, mm. but also puzzles. It's like mm. a, a one-deal yeah. package of physics. <laughs> There's um, another yeah. thing we haven't touched on, which I want to know Mike's opinion of this as well, is... The, the save game slash checkpoint method. I've never been held hostage to a stream like nope. I have with Boneworks. Navy saw me <laughs> I, doing I, it I, as well. I, I, I was it, up I until like 2 a.m. going, I'm not fucking dipping out now because I'd have to replay yeah, all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've never, the thing is, I, I and this is, you know, it's probably going against popular opinion. I think they should keep that. 
Because that makes it, it's actually tough. I know it's frustratingly tough, but I, I still appreciate it. It's old it school. It's <laughs> funny too, like Zim like finished finally a level. He was like, oh, finally I finished it. And then the new one starts. He's like, hmm, what is this? Hmm, interesting. And then you see his hesitation to still move on, but he knows if he goes too far, then he's yeah. into the next one. Like I had it so many times. I was like, you know what? Dang it. I'm just going to play the next one too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do understand where you're coming from. It's Moorish. It's uh, definitely it, a Moorish game. It, it does have a, a few little little checkpoints, but you have no <laughs> idea when those are. Or no. like I, I wish they they went for a safe uh, system where there were like things on the walls where you had to put something in there yeah. and hey, yeah. I'm saving next. Yeah, that would have been much better, I think. Yeah. Um, but I won't spoil the ending, of course, but I did finish it, and I thought it was kind of weird. And, <laughs> and actually, for the first time in a long time, I actually got motion sick just what, purely from ends? the ending. You, just did, the you ending. didn't get a motion sick at all during the gameplay? No, at all? The no, play, no, no, not at all. No, I, no. See, it's only about one or two titles a year that, I, that affect me, but like toward the end of that four or five hour play session... Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel something. It wasn't yeah. like full on like nausea, but it was like I, when I noticed I, I got, my stomach is turned sick. on. Yeah. 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 You, you did. got motion I'm, sick proper, I, right, Nathan? I, I got motion sick a couple of times, but I, I, after playing it more and more, I started to get used to it. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, going to, to the next level of, hey, what, what can you handle? What is it though? Uh, what but, is, I just I, don't understand. It's, like, it's, 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 for me, it's the movement. It's definitely mm -hmm. the movement. Like I, I had this with more titles. If, if I move too fast, mm -hmm. Then I I just I, I start to really and you know, also feel it. seeing your body, seeing mm. your body like like seeing I'm, seeing I'm, the wrong I'm body. I'm sure of that 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 is also what is causing it because your body is moving in like a different way that you're used to. You're looking down, you don't see your own body. Your brain goes like something is definitely wrong here. Yeah, and that's uh, definitely that could yeah. Emotion sickness. It that's could. an interesting yeah. The, interesting the, the idea. one that that really threw me off. I don't know if that's already fixed because that's just clearly a bug in the game. Is the climbing mechanics? Yeah, uh, I was gonna it. ask you. I whenever was like, whenever I climb, my head just goes like you know like it's not attached to my body anymore. It's like flinging around like yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly me, that's exactly it. And like because the the head bobs when mm. you climb and you have no control over it. And uh, you know I won't spoil anything, but. The, it made me motion sick at the end. <laughs> a lot. Um, I love this. We could literally have done a podcast just on this topic. And yeah, chat has been going nuts over this as well. Sorry. With their opinions. Sorry. This is so, great. I love so, to have this in VR, but yeah, we should probably move on yeah, to highlights just, now. Just, <laughs> just, just to summarize something else just quickly is that I'm sure there's loads more Easter eggs, more story to find out, but I just wanted to know what happened at the end. Um, I think, you know, ultimately, I think it's an amazing design feat of engineering, yeah. but I do kind of wish that they would license the engine out to other developers so they could use this engine to make mm -hmm. their own story narrative yeah. games. A bit well, like what Half-Life are going to do with the Source the, the engine. funny part, the first uh, uh, world has already been made by someone else. Someone already built stuff with their engine. Um, oh, but wow. it wasn't official. Uh, someone okay. just took it and started. No? But yeah, opening up mod support for this would be a really oh, smart yeah. move for them to for the longevity but of the game. they already said that they're not going to do that. I know, that, so. I know. But yeah, that's that's kind of but my never uh, say never, right? You could maybe we can bend their arm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but that's kind of my little summary of uh, Boneworks. Like, Good. I think it, it's it's a great sort of technical feat, but as a game, I'm not convinced. So before before I sink my time into it, worth playing another ten hours then. Ooh, <laughs> that face oh, I mean, says it all. The thing this is, is, like. This, this man is, is interested in the melons, and you are not. So I don't know about that. Like the, there, there are enough melons in the storyline, though. That's how, how much you. you care about melons, Sim. Yeah, yeah I, like, I do. I wonder. like melons. I like melons. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I once considered <laughs> instead of my kind of crazy face, just having a, a melon, a watermelon, as my logo, actually. Okay. 
Well, too summary maybe this, for me. Maybe though. it's for you. I'm not that warm. Yeah, no, that, that was great. That hesitation. That is the distinction between the audio and the video versions of this podcast. Yeah, you get to see my, my face. Yeah. Um, right. Let's uh, move on from Melons, get into some news. First bit of news this week is that the official Oculus Link cable is now available to buy if you live anywhere in the world except for the UK and Europe. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It happens every time. We get forgotten about. We're like, you know. Yeah, well, we're used to it. We're used to yeah. the uh, American advertisement from Oculus. Yeah. We're used to the neglect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. <laughs> so, so. But it's, you know, what What the funny part about that is, is that, you know, most uh, VR YouTube channels are from Europe and not from the United That's true. States. So at this moment, it came out, but there's almost nothing on YouTube to find because no. we, we can't even try them out. Well, we could. We can import them, but that's going to be an expensive deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have to wait a while anyway. So, um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so if you, if, you, if you happen to live in a region where it's available, which is pretty yeah. much everywhere else, uh, it's going to set you back uh, 79 US dollars. Uh, they're going to be shipping just after Christmas, uh, but they seem to be moving that date further and further back. So I get the feeling that if you want one, now's mm. a great time because they're likely going to sell out. Now, I see that a lot of people complaining about that it's expensive for a cable, and I do understand what you're saying. It is true. But you've got to consider that this is a five meter fiber optic cable. And mm. if you look online at other fiber optic cables, you'll see that they're actually very expensive and even more expensive than 80 bucks. Um, yeah. I, don't I don't think, think it's a, uh, I don't think it's, I mean, for a fiber optic, five meter is probably even a fairly low price. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Oculus are making any money on these, um, for sure. Yeah, but it does feel for people, of course, like a cable. What is a cable? I mean, $80 for a cable? What the heck? I buy cables for five bucks. What people don't understand <laughs> yeah. about they, it is... They don't, they don't care about fiber. It's like, it's just yeah. too, too expensive. It's a glass, it's a, it's, a, it's a very narrow glass channel that allows, you know, yeah. waveform yeah. reflections within the, within the cable. And it's a very expensive manufacturing process. That's why they're so expensive, but... It's also why you don't um, why, why it took so long for you know fiber generally to roll out. Um, it's yeah. not a, an inexpensive feat, and it's also why the U.S. has lagged dramatically behind uh, Europe, for instance, in that space. Which is which oh, seems so? like maybe now they're getting their comeuppance now that they yeah. get the uh, the link cable first. <laughs> so <laughs> we get internet, they get cable. So so in the, in, in the chat, Swift says I wasn't worried about it being expensive. I was unhappy they changed it to USB C to USB C. Yeah. Would have to find an adapter and not willing to take a chance on ordering one in case an adapter works. Yeah, so it, it's it doesn't always, make sense because uh, the um, the if you look at the graphics cards, the uh, the the input there isn't it also USB C? Um, yeah, no, it's, it, like it, it, ones with NVIDIA uh, Virtual Link do yeah, have them. That's the one. Um, I mean. But like yeah. this this cable has always be, always been. A USB C to USB C cable, like they've never said it's going to be a USB A mm. to USB C cable. Um, but the not thing everyone is, has the part that 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 that's what he means, I think. And and if you want a port and you want to use this cable, the one that I would recommend, which I've tested myself, um, obviously not with the link, the official link cable, but I've tested it with other cables, mm. is the StarTech USB C card, which is available on Amazon for thirty US dollars. <laughs> um, and StarTech is a really good brand I've used previously before with Oculus products, which worked well. So that's the one I'd recommend if you if you want to do that. And you um, can use a CPU as well, right? Or 
You can just plug it into your motherboard if your motherboard supports it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, motherboard. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. But like, uh, you know, uh, Zim mentioned, you know, it's a fiber optic cable, so it should provide the best experience possible due to, like, reduced latency, better transfer data speeds, and also it's much more lightweight, um, mm. which might help as well. Um, but will it be, you know, uh, better than the anchor cable with an extension cable, which is also five meters? It's difficult to say, obviously, right now, because we haven't been able to test it ourselves side by side, but I think that's... What I experienced so far with, like, my Amazon Basics cable, I I had a fun time. It's just that uh, what I'm looking forward to with the fiber cable is that it's uh, not so thick and that it can, like, turn better with my playstyle because I'm someone... I don't snap turn. I just 360 uh, play the game. Um, so, So with the cable I have, I can already see that starts to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. dislike what I'm doing and then you need to untangle it. But after a while, it's kind of screwed up. And this one seems to be more used to, you know? Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I'm concerned about is that it's not clear whether there's a clip included in the box to, like, attach the cable to the back of the head strap. It, it should be. It should be. Because if you don't, totally then it's going to just strangely hang on the side. And we have seen it on Oculus Connect. They had the one. have, yeah. They did. But, but this is the thing. So Nathie talks about the turning radius. Actually, a fiber optic cable, um, unlike many other cable types, is one of the least flexible from a turning point. You can't, because it's a glass channel. And mm-hmm. and if you, if you have the outside of the cable not protecting the glass on the inside and you bend it enough, <clears throat> I'm not talking about the glass necessarily breaking, mm. but the uh, reflection and how the data gets from one end to the other stops working. That's a, mm. it's a scientific boundary. But and that's it the is reason longer. That the, so, but the, what you usually see with these kinds of cables is they won't bend as tightly, and then they probably won't wrap up as much. Mm. Um, so you'll probably still get that effect, but I want to clarify for people that it, it's not that... It's not that they've like surrounded it in like gummy rubber or something, and so it's like more resistant. But it, you know, it, it will not. It, it cannot do a kind of one eighty degree turn like a copper cable can. Yeah, that, mm. that's true. But like, like I say, uh, that no one's confirmed that this clip is included in the box or not yet because we haven't seen any unboxing videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it's weird because on the advert it doesn't show the clip; it just shows the cable going straight down. So I really hope that they do but it's, include like, that. The, the, it doesn't like. It's kind of dangerous to play games with the quest that way because I've, I've done it before i stepped on my cable and then i pulled it out of the headset yeah but could that also be the exactly the reason what, what zim is saying that because the, the cable is a little bit more firm that it's going to be harder in order to get it around yeah, back but the to thing your is to we have it seen it at fixed. oculus connect and they exactly they, they showed it to the press that way exactly. like it's with it's the clip not, maybe they changed yeah. it maybe oh. yeah with the clip there was a clip there but yeah, it was like it was the like, angle. It's ninety degrees. It's a ninety degree out out from the side of the headset, right? I, I, that's straight what I remember seeing. Straight no, down. Yeah. So, but you can do it straight up, and I actually yeah. think that's a better way because you go straight up and then mm-hmm. around the back mm-hmm. of the head strap and then down. Um, but like like you said, I mean, I use I I use uh, visual uh, Velcro ties. Those are handy. But like, yeah. if they don't have that in the box, it's very odd because then it, they're no. kind of recommending this is the Not way you're use. meant to use yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, which is strange because even in the what we were running a little bit earlier uh, was uh, pieces from the OC6 demonstration where they were talking about like how they engineered this thing. And one of the benefits of this cable, it's not just like a cable is a cable. The, the point about um, if you're trying to transmit data efficiently, uh, there's a the concept of kind of compressing it on one set and, and decompressing it on the other. And they've obviously optimized the channel to carry. So one of the, the comments that we had at the start, and this is the same thing for me, I don't have a USB-C port on my PC, not a single one. 
Um, and if you're going through an adapter, who's to say that you're not um, feeding just because of that last little, that last mile mm -hmm. interface, that you're not junking all the efficiency from the cable the whole way length mm -hmm. yeah. end to because end. Because isn't, isn't the reason why they go for USB-C is also the, the speed of the data, mm -hmm. data transfer? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, USB-C compared to kind of US, the, the prior revisions of it allows the full remapping of the entire pipe. So yeah. none of it is is fixed. You're able if you want to send only audio, you can do that. You can send only video down it, mm. and so it's kind of like the first USB-C revision that allows the usage of it to be totally controlled by essentially software. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. like I, I think that you, there is going to be a discernible difference. I haven't played with it yet, um, but with the Ocul the actual Oculus cable, I'm I'm definitely expecting it to be a noticeable difference in terms of. Like what I think I've heard, seen on a few videos, like dithering and things like that in terms compression, of compression, compression, compression side, right? Yeah. Should perform well, better with that. For eighty dollars, you should have high expectations. Yeah, yeah at least sure. if your system is able, because your system is also a part of how well or how smooth it runs. There are people who are going to buy Oculus Link or the yeah. cable in in this case, and their computer just doesn't handle it because it's intense. It can be very intense, like playing, for example, Boneworks on the Quest. It's a total different story than playing an Oculus title from two years ago. So yeah, uh, yeah, Ab absolutely. And also, like while we're talking about performance, there is actually um, some ways to increase the the performance using the current cables available, like third party cables. Uh, Volga Axoy, who's a, a coder from Oculus, posted on the official Oculus forums some tweaks that you can apply in the Oculus Debug tool, which is mm. part of the suite of tools available on the desktop Oculus app, mm. which allows you to increase the resolution of your Quest. Um, th when connected to a PC. So everything looks a little bit sharper. And in my testing, it's very difficult to notice, I think, because we are limited potentially to the cable right now. Yeah. Um, but it did just sharpen up things that are in the distance particularly. So when, like, yeah. using a scope in, in Stormland, everything's just a little bit clearer in the distance. Um, but I think, like you say, the major advantages of using these settings will come with the official cable when it yeah. when we finally arrives here in the UK and Europe. It's really interesting because, like, the price you're really paying for the medium. You're paying for the medium of, of transfer, and that's just expensive. It's like going for an HDMI cable. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you pay for for making your headset a PC VR headset. So for eighty yeah. bucks. But honestly, for me, it, like, like, paying the money, right? You pay the money for the confidence. Like all the other cables out there, the configurations have not. You don't know that they're going to work. You mm. buy this cable, you know it's going to work, and there's been a lot of heartache out there because of that. But I think the problem here is, like, from people in my situation. Who don't have a USB-C port to connect to, you got to get an expansion card to USB-C, like you said, StarTech or something like that, or yeah. some other, or just upgrade your graphics card. Expensive way to do it, but yeah. you need that USB-C port. There you go. Yeah, and although like the third-party cables worked with NVIDIA Virtual Link, there's nothing to say that the official cable will. So that's why you know it's a bit, it's a bit crazy that we haven't yeah. been able to test this properly yet. And, I, and like Oculus doesn't want to go too deep into recommendations next to what they already offer because then they are becoming a part of the problem where people say like, yeah, and then I bought this uh, thing and yeah. and that and it doesn't even work together. It's like they're trying to kind of stay away from that because they don't want to be responsible. Yeah, <laughs> it's still tricky. So that is. Um, Oculus Link, the official cable. We'll keep you posted, obviously, when we uh, hear that it's coming to Europe and the UK. For years! <laughs> <laughs> Morty! <laughs> um, right, so next up, it's that time of the year again to prepare oh. your wallets oh, for no. a pounding oh, no. as the Steam winter Ooh. sale has, has begun. So along with like loads of pancake games, obviously, there's also loads of great VR games on sale on the Steam winter sale. So here's some of our highlights. Uh... 
feel free to join in in the chat by the way if you've picked up any titles vr titles in, in, this this week or any deals that you found that you'd recommend let us know we'll, we'll maybe read a couple of them out uh, but these are the best ones that i found available on steam so first up uh rowdy's favorite pavlov Forty uh, percent off right now, so fourteen ninety nine in US dollars, eleven sixty nine in British pounds. I think that's pretty good value because they're they're, they're adding so much to that game. Mod support it's, now as yeah. well. There's so many games in that now. It's it's hard to find something to to not find something that you like. The zombie yeah. mode looks amazing. There, there's cool. so many ones in there, and it's if you have a few friends that that you know you can play with. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the best ones to uh, to go into. It's kind of yeah. like like the like the VR version of Counter Strike and yeah. the VR version of uh, some TTT and the VR version of uh, you know like so many other uh, regular games. And you know I I usually do like on Fridays like a couple of friends come together and we play like some some Counter Strike together. Mm -hmm. We still do that now, but like Pavlov is still like the thing that comes closest to that for me. Nice. You even can nice. play the same maps. Yeah. You can play Halo maps in there even if you're a big Halo fan. There you go. It's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, nice. Next, Zim's favorite, Skyrim. Oh. 70% Se off. 70. Ooh. 17.99 in US dollars, 11.99 in British pounds. I know why that happened because Bethesda needs some money after Fallout 76. <laughs> that, that could be that could be true. I actually I, I this is the sad this is the saddest truth of the Steam VR sales. Last year I picked up Steam v, a Steam VR sale copy of Skyrim for I don't know it was twenty quid or something. It was it was half price or something, and uh, I think I've played about half an hour of it. <laughs> I bought it for my five my five room, but um, and it looks great. But it's like I still want my PSVR save, you know. So the the, the thing yeah. is, like, I'm wondering if by now anyone doesn't have Skyrim yet. So they could make it like five euros, and like I'm still wondering if it would be like more people buying because I think by now like. Pretty much everyone has it, yeah. on some platform at least. Agreed. Yeah. Um, another one that Zim will like, uh, Dirt Rally 2.0, 70% off, yeah. uh, $17.99 in US dollars, $13.49 in British pounds. I think that's a really good deal, bearing in mind the game's only, what, four or five months old? Yeah. you got to watch out for the DLC, though, because the season stuff, like, if you want everything with the game, there's actually quite a bit oh. in DLC that you have to get as well. So. Be careful with any sim games because they generally have DLC <laughs> inflation cost. But if you're going to do it, either pick up the base game now and wait for the next big sale for DLC or just do it all in one go. That's a really good caveat. Nice yeah. nice catch there, definitely. Um, another sim game, if you're interested in sim games, is No Man's Sky. Uh, it's got really good VR implementation, 50% off. So that makes it $29.99 in US dollars, $19.99 in British pounds. Um, another game that you could just spend hours and hours of your life in that game. Um, next one is Trova Saves the Universe, which is a really funny game. If you love Rick and Morty and Squanch games, what they've done before, you'll, you'll definitely dig this. Uh, it's 20% off, so not a massive discount, but still a worthy title. That's 23.99 in US dollars, 19 pounds and three pence in British pounds. And to my surprise, this is incredible, Half-Life Alex is even on sale as well. So... Yep. You can now get 10% off Half-Life Alex. The game isn't even coming out till March, um, which makes it 53.99 in US dollars, 41.84 in British pounds. Oh really no, all those who pre-ordered it in the beginning. God I know, it's just it. a slap in the face <laughs> to them people. I, 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 it is annoying when they do that. The thing is though, like I, I, we have discussed this this week several times now, like what is the point of a digital pre-order, especially if it's 10% or less of the price tag that you're getting off of it? Yeah. What if they don't deliver it? 
what if it's pushed back by six months? You're yep. just giving your money for no reason. Like, what's the what's the benefit of saving 10%? That's really, like, for me, it, I just don't understand. 20% and up, fine. I'll, I'll start to listen. But, like, pre-order well, yeah. on a digital but item, I, I, I don't I, get it. I completely agree with you, Zim, but still I'm thinking... Yeah, I think I'm gonna get it now. <laughs> on the other, on the other side, though, like you can't complain about ten percent because Mike and I, we paid over a thousand bucks technically for this game. So I don't know. Yeah. It's quite cheap, actually. Yeah, we paid organs. You yeah, know. yeah, true. We've yeah. only got one liver no, now. No, we did. Um, but also, although it's not uh, VR games, if you're interested, there are some free pancake games over at the Epic Store. Uh, they're giving Ooh. away uh, 12 free games over the Christmas period. Today's game being the pancake version of Superhot. So if you're interested in trying the pancake version of Superhot, having oh. previously tried that the VR version... to play the pancake yeah. version. Yeah, it's so yeah, I've, I've like, tried it myself. Boring! <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry uh, to say it, but I, I think it's the other way around, you know? Mm. Yeah. If you're intrigued, it's free. So <laughs> yeah, uh, go check it out. PD isn't here, so you're you're good to go. You can mention more yeah. pancake if you want. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna mention too that I I, I picked up picked my sure. eyes caught on to just while you were going there. For four quid, you can get Sam Three VR BFE, which is actually a pretty solid um, first person shooter. Probably the best of the Serious Sam's. It's got a great multiplayer um, as well. So if you and a buddy pick it up, just this is this is the tip that cost us many days in research to figure this out. They released something called Serious Sam Fusion, which is an entirely mm. independent executable. You download on Steam, and it works like a hub. And the, all the features of that, the multiplayer, yeah. uh, for instance, VR player positions, the actual turning of your body, all that stuff has been buffed and worked out. But it's a, basically a totally separate free uh, executable you get when you buy the base initial game, which is just mo the most confusing thing. I don't know why they did it. Um, so that was the first thing. So for you confusion know, for four quid, it's not bad. And then they've got virtual desktop, the the um, uh, the, game, the the kind of app that I go on about, which I, I still find so many uses for. The desktop edition of that for seven quid. So those are the two that caught my eye. Good shouts, good shouts. Um, so yeah, Steam's winter sale, another yeah, solid so sale. According to the chat, this weekend you can play Contractors for free. Mm. Oh, yes, that's a lot of fun as True. well. Yeah, I heard. I sure. heard as well. Race room is open uh, to be able to play. I think JD Max said it a bit earlier as well, which is a a car like a car game that uh, anyway, it, it's very pretty. It is VR supported, so I'll be trying that. Nice, nice. Um, so next bit of news this week is uh, the big screen has finally launched the anticipated paid movie events that they've mm. been talking about for some time now, uh, in partnership with Paramount Pictures. So now in big screen, alongside uh, user-hosted rooms, you can now buy tickets for official movie showings, uh, which occur every 30 minutes throughout the day, uh, some of which are in 3D. And if you've not tried any 3D content in VR before, I would definitely recommend checking out like a, a 3D trailer or something like that just to get your sort of feet wet. But it is incredible. Like 3D in VR or 3D movie content or, or trailer content in VR looks way better than you've ever seen in a cinema mm. or on a 3D TV before. Yeah, like it, it it's so much better in VR. Um, so I'd highly recommend it. Um, but now, of course, you can meet up with friends across the world, go watch a movie together. And the cool thing is the big screen have even implemented like custom theaters now so like say you want to watch interstellar during the trailer they were showing that it's like a space themed, themed. theater which is really nice which adds to the movie going experience 
And now you've got like a, a lobby where you can meet up with people before the showing, throw popcorn around and stuff like that. That, that reminds me of Rift Max Theater where you could watch exactly. the, yeah. the Michael Jackson experience and it was also in 3D and then everything in the cinema started to change too. There were like zombies walking around. There was like, That's you so know, cool. Like yeah. uh, smoke effects and things like that. Super, super awesome. And also one where you were going underwater and then the whole thing started to flood with water and the octopus started to... You know, swim around. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think that's definitely the future of making it more interactive. You and know? they had a bathroom too where you could just, you know, hang well, out. Well, just have a bottle by your side. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you're a man true. anyway. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. ladies. Um. <laughs> well, there's special, don't worry. There's special funnels for ladies. You can do that as well. It is achievable. <laughs> you so learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it's called. But yeah, it's mountaineering equipment. Nice. Um, so tickets for these uh, movies are three ninety nine in US dollars. 349 in British pounds, which I think is pretty much the average price of an online movie rental nowadays, so it's pretty good, I think. Um, the movies that are on right now uh, are Star Trek Into Darkness, which is a 3D movie, uh, Terminator Genesis, also a 3D movie, Interstellar, and I Love You Man. Uh, they're the four movies on so, right now. So isn't it better to have a subscription instead of uh, paying for just one movie? Because I, I know rental is still a thing, but on the other side, it's quite old school. It's an interesting concept for sure because some cinemas do that, like an infinite pass. You know, you, yeah. you, you pay a monthly free and you can see as many movies as you want. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a good suggestion for big screen to consider in the future for sure. Yeah, I'm just, I just have one question. Do they have a cinema where they have like, you know, like those carports, you know, where you can just sit in a car and watch like uh -huh. a big screen? Like a drive-in movie they don't, theater. They, they should, they should, they should yeah. do that. So, so the idea is here, just to summarize, right? Uh, bring back the 1960s and <laughs> let, let us drive, do a drive-in movie scene. Uh, exactly. Allow the millennials to have their subscription because they don't want to be paying nickel and dime. And and for all Zim, uh, if you're for the rentals, right? I'm busy, dude. Uh, Fucking 48 hours is not long enough. At least make that 72 from the rentals, please. Oh, and we have a question from the chat as well from Anonuk. Do they have subtitles? Good question. I don't know actually. Oh. It's a really good question. Yeah. Um, all I know is that, that starting from the 27th uh, to the 3rd of January, they've got another four movies. That's going to be Star Trek Beyond in 3D, Top Gun in 3D, which was very popular the first time around as they offered it as a free movie event mm, to sort of yeah. kick this whole thing off. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which is a classic, and classic. Cloverfield. So, uh, so they have a deal with Paramount, you said, right? Yes. So that means that only Paramount-produced movies are going to roll in. So if you say, like, oh, we want to have Star Wars, we want to have, I don't know, Spider-Man, we want to have then uh, you're not in luck. Not not right now, now, but of course, like, you know, like big screen have been pushing this hard for a long time and I, I can't imagine the road has been easy for them because they're trying to convince movie studios that are very, you know, worried about passing their, like, babies out to other people to use, mm. you know, and it's a new medium that people have never even tried before. Yeah. Um, you know, people are still stuck in this mindset of, like, conventional cinema. Yeah. This is obviously the, clearly the future of it, and I think big screen are kind of the pioneers that are pushing this forward. Um, the problems are right now, like, like you say, the movie studios are limited. Also, the biggest problem for me is that the regions. So right oh, now, the, yeah. Yeah. most, yeah, most yeah, of the yeah. movies that I just mentioned... You can watch them in the US, Canada, Germany, France, Spain, Sweden, the Netherlands, Australia, and Japan, but not the UK. What? <laughs> or why, yes. why? Seriously, not the UK. Yep. yep. So the only yeah. movies that I mentioned uh, that you can watch in the UK are I Love You Man, which isn't 3D, and Cloverfield, which isn't 3D. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, why, it's, it's, it's a why, shame. Why, but why the Netherlands then? 
compared to the UK. I don't know. I have no uh, idea. That's laws, like, <coughs> custom <Brexit>. things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not in Belgium either. So that's yeah, true. Belgium, it's pretty um, much the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. So, we have been very lucky. Let's say it like that. I was also yeah. the first one to try Disney Plus. We yes. were the only yeah. country that could try Disney Plus for like two, three months for free. He makes me angry. Right? Yeah, does. <laughs> um, but, you know, in terms of big screen, I do think it's a great start. And like yeah. I say, uh, it, it is hard to be pioneers and pushing in this field. It must be expensive too, man. Like to, yeah. uh, you know, get a deal with a, a movie studio or to convince them in the first place convince that VR them. is like the next... Yeah. Uh, and to hand their, their intellectual property over, mm-hmm. this, yeah, it's very yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I look forward to them in the future, you know, like making it more so like the, the worldwide audience can join in the cinema. Like, say, after this show, we could all go and see like more recent movies as well. Like if we said, oh, after the show, we're all going to go on big screen. We're going to watch the new Star Wars movie together. If, like as yeah. the as the F reality community, the that, newest, would, that would be amazing. Like, if it's the newest stuff, I'm yeah. happy to pay. I'm happy to Just pay imagine for that because we, we have like an, an F reality mobile bus and we can all go to the drive-in together, <laughs> sit on a reality mobile bus like the A-Team, or Nate yeah. brings his Tesla, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cybertruck. So, I just uh, want to know how much, I mean, how, how much they pay Mike to plug Star Wars 17 times a podcast. <laughs> and if he I, says Manchurian one more time, I swear, I'm going to find Mike, him. Mike has to keep the ratings up for the, for the latest one. I, I yeah. am I am in a Star Wars hype bubble right now for sure. I, I, I'm in a Witcher hype at the moment. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's being uh, getting some good reviews actually yeah. compared to Star Wars. You mean? I'm, I'm really confused. So <laughs> I thought I just saw on Netflix The Witcher. Am I wrong? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what Raddy's talking yesterday. about. Yeah. So Raddy, don't have gonna... it on big screen yet. But wait, it was in cinema before then. No. 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 Oh, it's, it's just a Netflix ex- exclusive. Oh, it's a Netflix exclusive. Oh, yeah. right. I yeah. better check it out. So and that's yeah. a series. Too. It's, a, yeah. it's not a movie. Yeah? It's a series. So, yeah, that is uh, the update to big screen. Paid movie events are now available. Uh, mm. Also, it's worth noting that uh, big screen is coming to PSVR in 2020. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I thought it was already on PSVR. That's huge for yeah. them. So it'll be interesting whether they decide to be on like the original platform or maybe they're pushing to be on like the second generation. Who knows? Mm. It'll be a late one then. Mm. I got a quick poll. Would you guys go and rent a film and watch it? Would you use this? Um, I, I think I, I would for certain 3D movies. Like, I, I personally would be excited to come and see some of these 3D movies. Like, Star Trek Into Darkness, I'd like to go and check that out. And I'd like to watch Top Gun in 3D as well. But, like I said, because the limitations of my region, I can't, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm I, th- I like think you for two in the, reasons. The 3D, the 3D is the is the turning it's, point. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're like, okay, would I watch a, f- a full length feature film yeah. on in my own in big screen? I'd probably rather today do that on yeah. my television, mm-hmm. but uh, if it's 3D, you can't do that there. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think there's there's two reasons for me. One of them would indeed be the 3D aspect. Uh, that's one of them, and the second one would indeed be. Um, like if I could manage to convince like a couple of friends to go and watch, even if it's like an old movie or like a nostalgia movie to go and watch something like that together in yeah. a very special kind of theater, that would also be something that could really draw me in. 
Yeah, for me, like I, I always think about like, you know, maybe rounding up the F reality community or like your own personal communities mm-hmm. in your Discord channels yeah. and say, Let, let's go and have a movie night together. And that, that's kind of a fun thing to do. But I then think. it's indeed it's it's the experience that you're paying for because you don't you're not going no. to just watch the movie. You're probably gonna like meet up in the lobby, you're gonna yeah. like, you know, mess around a little bit in there, exactly. then everyone is gonna go and see the movie. Yeah. It becomes much more of like an experience rather than yeah. just like, okay, the movie is just an aspect of that. At least you don't have to worry about the extortionate costs of popcorn because yeah. you know when you go I, to a I cinema, do hope that they show intermissions then at a certain point because that would just make it even better like all of a sudden like you know the most exciting part like the the movie like stops and you get like commercial in between or something that would, well, i would find that hilarious if that would happen ads are definitely possible in the yeah. yeah that's true and also like i know we're dragging on a bit but i've got to share the story um so like my wife bought tickets to go and see the ballet like the nutcracker in our local cinema they were just it was like mm. a pre-recorded version of the 2016 version of the london ballet of the nutcracker and of course because like it's a it's a it's a ballet it was more expensive and it attracted like an older crowd anyway someone in the theater had like a nokia 3310 that was like mess the message tone was going off like the whole time like i lost my mind like i actually 3310 we're talking like 10 years old phone yeah so it was like beep 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 and it was like the ballet it's like there's no words it's just music and it was like super quiet so this like this phone noise was driving me insane 20 minutes in it's still going like every two or three minutes it's going off so i literally lose my mind i stand up and i literally shout whoever's phone that is in the cinema turn it off it's driving us all nuts like because i can see everyone reacting to it when it's going off no one says anything i then go and like look around start like poking around going up to people saying turn your phone off <laughs> and my, my wife was like oh hats off you for going up but couldn't find the person then the in the inter- intermission in the middle like the steward comes in and says oh there's been a mix-up with seats and stuff really sorry if you need a refund come back to me and complain it was super quiet and i just stood up again and said look whoever's phone that is just turn it off i thought everyone got the message at that point because it didn't go off during the interval and then as soon as it starts again, it starts going off again. And that was it. I literally lost my mind. I, like, I don't get angry very often, but me and my wife just literally walked out and we just couldn't watch the end of the ballet. It was just so disappointing. But we never found out who was it was it, in was the it end. Maybe, could it have been that it was actually recorded into the ballet itself? Maybe. Like, I have no idea. He's like searching for something that was just a digital sound. Yeah. Like, I, what I want is I want the video of Mike telling people off. I want I want to see it's that. Like the, you know? the calmest man in the room is actually the one that yeah. just gets yeah. completely. Just, he's gonna be on YouTube like that, like that Christian Bale guy when yeah. he like freaked out. He's like, oh, it's that guy from Virtual Reality Oasis. Look at him, like he's not <laughs> oh. as nice as he looks. Oh, look at this <laughs> influencer getting angry. You know, like, look, look at him, he's strangling that old woman over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Turn off your phone. I thought you were gonna say it was the fella who was like, you know, they're sweeping up or whatever, you know. But a 3310 was probably a pensioner. Yeah. And the thing is, like, in my mind, I was thinking they just can't hear it because they're so deaf. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that's my story. Uh, actually, we had the 86, the Mad Hatter, saying it was Mike's phone all along, but people were too scared of him to tell him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What a plot twist. Damn. Man, that's, that's my life. So, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, thankfully, that didn't happen when I went to see Star Wars, though. I would have, I would have genuinely killed someone, I think. Um, right, let's anyway. get to the news. We are dragging on. We are dragging on. Final bit of news. Right, uh, SideQuest mm-hmm. just had a big update this week. If you're not familiar with what SideQuest is, it's a free application you can download on your PC that allows you to sideload apps and games onto your Oculus Quest, which aren't officially supported by Oculus, 
And this has kind of been like a really cool way to experience like experimental content or stuff that hasn't been approved by Oculus for the official Oculus store. And it's kind of appeared on SideQuest, so you can check it out. Um, one of my favorites is Crisis Brigade. And it's basically like a VR game that feels like Time Crisis in VR. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's really hard, but it's really cool. Um, it's all above board, by the way. It's nothing like dodgy, like a, an illegal sharing site or anything like that. Um, so you don't need to worry about that. It's basically just like a, a modern version of Oculus Share, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. where developers can just share tech demos and experimental ideas and concepts. Um, so it's, it's really cool. It's worth checking out. Um, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I was playing around with this earlier today, and uh, I caught, there's something caught my eye called CoPlay. Uh, which is which looked like really handy for um, you know when you've got a, a go or a quest um, to to, to side. Has anyone toyed with that here? I'm just curious no. if anyone's used it because it looks super handy. Because like oftentimes I'd be um, you know handing a, a go or a quest to my kids and stuff, and you're like, okay, what are they seeing? And you can either cast to your phone, which is Oculus's native supported one, but like being able to launch apps like remotely looks really handy. And I mm-hmm. just caught that that caught my eye. So if anyone in chat's used that and can recommend it, please. Uh, let us know your thoughts. I definitely think like the guys over at Virtual Umbrella that do like big events where they could like trigger a, like a movie or an app to start all at mm-hmm. once. I think they would definitely find some value in this. Um, but yeah, in terms of the update, obviously the update's free. Uh, the app is free. Um, it's got a brand new user interface, which is a bit cleaner now, I think. Um, they also now allow remote installation of apps by using a browser on any device. So as long as your Quest is connected via ADB, and this could be via a wire or wireless connection, uh, you can then trigger an installation mm. remotely from your phone. You can you can yeah. even do it in the Quest itself, which is kind of interesting if you're using the browser. Um, and then finally, a screen copy has been integrated into SideQuest for Oculus Quest streaming to PC. So it basically mirrors the headset output on your PC. So if you're monitoring someone demoing a game, for example, you can talk them through the UI um, easily. And how well does that work in terms of like, you know, like lag and frame rate and... Yeah, so of course there is latency involved, um, particularly because it's going to be wireless as well. Um, And also it's worth noting that audio isn't included in the stream. So I wouldn't Mm. say it's a good method for creating content like we do with the Quest, Um, but it's just good for demoing it to someone and talking through the Mm. UI with someone. So um, something that I also noticed is that, and, and we, we spoke about this before, that, you know, you can now um, link your Oculus account to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to now add my friends uh, to my list, I it, it just told me you can't because you need to link your, you know, account yeah. first to Facebook. So if you don't do that, you lose certain features and makes it hard for you to socialize in that sense with mm-hmm. your friends. You, you just lose access to a, to a point. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we kind of knew that something like this was probably always likely going to happen mm-hmm. with the Facebook But it's uh, like the current list is also not, you, you can't really access it anymore at mm-hmm. all, no. even the yeah. stuff you had already. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, we could delve into that as a whole topic on its own. Like, uh, the, the, well, It the, did become more social now, like since forever we have a mm-hmm. chat where you can now talk to people. Like I wanted that for freaking ages because... You see people in the list, but you can't do anything with them. Like, hey, what are you playing? Or, hey, you're up for this. And you can do that yeah. now. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like adding a friend without Facebook, even that yeah. Facebook has nothing to do with the Francis because it's it's running on its own, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't work anymore. Yeah, we should definitely, I think, have that as a topic one day yeah, and talk about, should. yeah, for sure. I think we could delve into that quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but whilst, uh, i just finish this up. Like, whilst we're talking about SideQuest, um, if you love 
Rick and Morty like I do, and you've been enjoying the new season, you might want to check out, there's an app on SideQuest, which is free, of course, called Rick's Toilet. And it's basically, um, in episode, in season four, episode two, you find out that Rick's a shy pooper, which, you know, many of us are. It's not nothing to be ashamed of. Um <laughs> And he, he, he goes to a special, like, secluded planet to basically do his business. But now, of course, with this app, you can do the same thing. You can sit on the toilet, put your headset on, be in Rick's special place, and you too can experience the serene luxury of dropping a deuce in Rick's golden throne. Wow. That's the magic of VR, people. I love this. You I know, think this is the game of the year. We've come a long way. Rick thinks of that. Yeah. He's probably not going to be very happy for sure. But <laughs> it's a very pretty background. It looks like someone's uh, yeah, desktop true. background from their PC <laughs> or something. Was that was that featured in a Rick and Morty episode? I haven't seen all of them. Yeah, so that's in uh, season four, episode two. Okay. Yeah. So, so you you should. So what you're saying is you should grab your Oculus Quest, sit on your real toilet, and then yeah. boot up the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only okay. way. Well, it's I the mean, only way. If you if you have a way to travel through space and time, then I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, that is all the news this wow. week. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm thinking right now, Mike, as we're transitioning to releases, is uh, we used to call that quick news. <laughs> yeah. We, we, what time we, is it? Seven ten. <laughs> Jesus. We we dropped the quick out of it for this very reason. <laughs> Don't put boneworks or that kind of stuff up front, otherwise no. it just tears us right off the rails. Anyway, people like this. It's good. All right. Shall I touch over on, <laughs> on releases now then? <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> right, okay, everybody. Uh, welcome to this uh, this week's revision of uh, of releases. Actually, it seems like developers have tried to be shoehorning in a um, a metric ton of releases. So I, what I'm covering today is not even half of what's coming out. I've got five titles to talk you through. Um, we got a surprise one there earlier in the week, uh, which I don't think anyone expected, really. Uh, which was that, oh my god, we got a Star Trek game. Uh, Bridge Crew landed on the quest on the 16th of December as a crazy surprise. Who thought mm. this was going to land? Um, I haven't tried this out yet. Have you guys uh, played around in this? I know you guys are fans. On the uh, quest, no, but of course on the uh, on the Rift. And yeah, the, I'm interested in what, the, in what the quest version, no doubt chat has played this, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't played it on Quest, but I remember when me and Nathy played with uh, shout out to VR gamer dude Dom. Oh yeah, like yeah, like he yeah, he yeah, is yeah. he is the master at this game. Like he, he was dishing out like voice commands, and <laughs> he, he was like epic at it. Really getting into like the role play of the captain role. Mm. Um, so if you can play with someone that's like a Star Trek fan, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Then then you'll love that it. You have a great fun. time. Yeah, <laughs> he looks he looks like he looks like he'd be a captain of. Uh, he needs yeah. to have like a named vessel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he he's super into it. He's super into it. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find, think of any ship name other than the SS Diddley Don, which which is not good enough. Um, <laughs> the clean okay. Don. So I feel like we're the, today is going to be like going back in time, but there's a lot of kind of rehashed uh, things dropping. Another quest title for you. This one is Radial G. So a couple people in chat mentioned they'd played this a little bit earlier. Um, so this is an, a futuristic arcade racer. I like to call these things line racers, uh, where you have a ship and you're going on the uh, circumference of like a large cable, uh, racing against, I think it's seven other uh, combatants. Uh, it's quite colorful. It's poppy. Uh, differences from its original, you know, release many years ago at the dawn of, uh, at the rebirth of VR, I should say, um, is there are track jumps and things like that. The design I found actually of the of the tracks was quite solid. Um, I have to say that as a as a speed nut. 
Uh, it didn't do much for me um, because just like the original, you've got these brake pads that slow you down. And the second you hit one of those, takes you almost another full minute to kind of gain back up to get to maximum speed. And I find that to be quite irritating as a racer. Um, but aside from that, you and a buddy or a couple of friends could have some fun with this. There is a single player. I think it's relatively uh, small for, you know, the asking price of 19 pounds or 24 US dollars. So I think it's one of those that's like caveat emptor, take a look at it, see, you know, watch a couple of streams or something, mm -hmm. see if it's your kind of thing and then, you know, go for it. But um, I, I like racing in a whole bunch of forms. And for me, I, I kind of leave this as a, yeah, check it out before you, before you pick it up. This one actually made me feel motion sick. Um, Did I was it, just wondering because yeah. like the the track goes like up and down as well. Like uh, I I do think that some people like it, it wasn't even it wasn't even when I was racing. It was when I was in the hangar. The hangar was rotating around me whilst I was in the hangar. Uh, and, oh, okay. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, I I noped out pretty quickly after that. So it's like <laughs> lateral motion then that you no uh, like don't the, deal well so, with. Is it? So, so the hangar yeah, was ro good. rotating. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. like from your viewpoint, your body thinks you're still, but that you're, you know, there's a, there's some kind of a rotation. But that's, that's, like again, the, like that's again effect. the thing that we said before, yeah, like, effect. because you're, you're used to your world being static around you, not to be moving if you're not in movement yourself, that even if that happens in real life, that you're the hanger mm. around you or whatever, the world around you starts yeah. spinning. That's basically your brain saying again, like there's something yeah. wrong. You yeah, better, just, you better throw up mm. whatever you just ate, you know, like, no. I have to say, I know I don't know, Mike. I think you've gotten better VR legs since, but oh, yeah. you used to be very uh, susceptible very. to VR motion sickness. Yeah, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Almost nothing gets me. Uh, like for me, I felt that was really nice. Um, in particular, I could tell that it was smoother than my original experience with Radial G. Mm -hmm. um, but even the original Radial G for me, again, I, I don't want to rate it down unnecessarily. But there's a few racing titles that have been landing on Quest, which is nice to see because it's it's been kind of a, a void that mm -hmm. needed filling for that yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Uh, third game we've got. Um, <laughs> this is not back. You remember we talked about the Crisis game back to Dinosaur Island? Yeah. Back to Dinosaur <laughs> Island. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. It was quite a while ago. It was like this uh, demo that we talked yeah, about. The, the, the climb. The pre. Uh, successor to the climb exactly yeah. and um this game which i've had the unfortunate uh, history of playing is called dinosaur island vr which i think is kind of like the i don't know where, exactly where it's from but i think it's the chinese knockoff of that game um yeah. when, when i played it it was more an alpha this is certainly more fleshed out this is coming to psvr so this is serving as a bit of a bit of a word of warning um you do get to walk around in that some of some of your uh, missions are done in the back of a jeep uh, where you're blasting, and this was this is what I had experienced, was you're just sitting in the back of a Jeep with a gun, blasting things that are jumping at you. And for, it's 13 pounds, about $17. Um, that dropped on the 18th of December. But again, like developer, the, the like interface that they're showing, like why is there like scratch, when you get like bitten by a dinosaur or scratch, you get, you see like the scratch on your screen. I'm like, yep. just get rid of that. Cause, Cause I mean, the, I, do, I, I do like why. the way it looks. Yeah, I, I believe this was a, a, v, a VR arcade conversion to PC yeah. when it first dropped. And the trouble is that stuff, you know how much I hate HUD, uh, and, and that stuff does help to ruin the experience. I mean, if you can't suspend your disbelief because of the scratches, maybe the slow motion leaping piranhas are going to put you off. <laughs> like the trailer, like the, 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 I don't know who's like playing it, but the aim, it's like they're shooting next to the dinosaurs all the time. <laughs> so, Very cool. Anyway, 
Yeah, so those are those are ones anyway. We do like to highlight on occasion, and the thing is, there can be some confusion because of the title. So that one specifically is a warning to our PSVR fans. It's probably not one that you're going to want to play. Um, yeah. There's a lot better stuff on PSVR to spend your money on. All right. The next one, thankfully, is a big recommendation from me, and again, is one of the original titans of, uh, of VR, which is Titans of Space. Um, I actually yeah. had the opportunity when we were out at Oculus Connect to meet Drash, the developer behind Titans of Space. Uh, the games had visual updates, uh, an overhauled set of information, so it's you know specifically factually correct. Uh, this little fella t- walking you through the mission, and you're you're sat in this ship as you're given this wonderful educational tutorial. It's one of those educational uh, apps that I would say you kind of go in it thinking, oh, I'll spend five minutes, and you end up in there 25 or 30 minutes learning more than you thought. You're like, oh, these are really interesting little facts. And the sense of scale, this is probably one of the first um, VR apps that I'd ever uh, played around with back, uh, again, when it was Oculus Share Days. And um, the, the Quest conversion looks really appetizing. Some people are um, saying from the original uh, from the original play that because the narrator has changed that they prefer the original. But again, maybe that's just people uh, getting stuck in the mud. So if, if this is one, the reason I wanted to highlight this is Christmas because mm-hmm. if you land a, a Quest for Christmas, this is like one of those perfect example apps you can put people in. They get this feeling of scale, see the benefit of VR, and maybe learn something in like five minutes. And also, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, haven't I haven't played the Quest version of this just yet? Uh, there was like a demo mode that was like the short loop, and also a longer mode which was more like thirty minutes. So um, I know I know this is great for like kids as well that want to learn something. Because as a kid, I was like fascinated by everything space, but. You know, back in the day, the things that your parents would buy you was like a like a, an interactive book or something. You know, that was like the, the first you could go. But something like this, like it just blows my mind that that is possible now. And it's actually is a learning experience, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm actually with a five year old. I'm, I'm going into that space now where it's like, you know, she's wanting to know about like skeletons and stuff. And I'm like, well, there's a VR app for that. You can you can just check out the pelvis. Right. And put your head right in there. Whereas normally that would have been quite inappropriate. So, anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> next one, next one, next one, next one. Um, so, this one has got to be exciting news for Mr. Rowdy, I would think. Um, so, next on the list is actually, I'm going to talk you through Pavlov has had its mobile equivalent, a free sideloaded edition. We'll call it the 95% edition. Um, released by Dave Vils, the developer uh, and part of Bankrupt Games. On the 19th of December, they dropped out a, a free side-loadable build of Pavlov, uh, which you can put onto your quest. You don't need side quests or anything. You just uh, drop the executables down. It, it loads your loads your system. And I can say that uh, it, it runs really slick. Uh, the gun interactions are all solid. I didn't notice much difference at all uh, from the PC version and they've launched um, what's showing now on screen, Shoot House, which is a time-based run-through map, uh, along with uh, what they had before, which was like a shooting range. So um, I'll just read out. So this is actually called Pavlov Shack is the name of the title, which I think is uh, quite interesting. And they're planning to launch along with some custom map support and supporting the friend system. They couldn't quite squeak working in December because they had originally committed having the quest build out uh, for December 19th, and so they decided to ship the kind of like the almost ready build 
Uh, but it is playable. I, I went in it today, and uh, I do recommend if you've got a quest, check it out. I don't think the um, friend system worked for them, so I don't think multiplayer will necessarily function at the moment. Yeah. But having a run through and kind of getting ready for January uh, was good, feel good times. So obviously this won't be on the Oculus Store as a free app. So how do people download this one? Yeah. So if you actually go to at Dave Vills, his tweet, his latest tweet, uh, he's actually got a download to a server somewhere in Russia. Not really, uh, but it's just a random server. You download his file. Uh, run the install process super fast. Uh, okay. It was actually easier than SideQuest, I would say. A lot fewer steps. Okay, wow. cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so that was quite helpful. I might Couple do of that other... directly after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was like, I was like, if Rowdy hasn't seen this yet, he's definitely going to jump into it. We, I'd actually yeah. be keen to, to still toy around and see if we can get multiplayer working. I know the friend system wasn't working, but um, I didn't find like an official blog. It seems mostly Twitter, Twitter, Twitter for Dave Hill. So I'm following him. Definitely got notifications on there. Can't wait for the next edition mm-hmm. to drop. Uh, a couple of other things, just mentions before we close. Uh, there are two releases on Oculus Home, which I thought were worthy of mention. Uh, the Under Presents, which we've mentioned before, kind of a crazy artsy um, experience that is worth trying out. That's on Oculus Home now for those of you who had tried it before on, on Quest and want to try it on on Rift. And there's a game that launched originally uh, as a kind of a, a Vive promoting title, I think, uh, back in the 30th of October called Pagan Peak VR. If you're into a Saw uh, clone-like uh, ex- kind of a experimental escape room experience, then Pagan Peak VR is going to wet your whistle. Uh, looks quite good. Um, about two hours of content in it, and that is well dropped on Oculus Home. So those two looked quite interesting. And the last thing I'll mention, which chat mentioned a little bit earlier, is the game Half and Half is available for free at the moment. That might last only a day or so, so catch it while you can. Oh. Half and Half, Nathan and I were talking about before when it launched... An mm. inter- interesting kind of indie, very um, kind of low uh, interaction uh, multiplayer title. I don't it's know how so, best to describe it. So much fun, though. So much fun. fun. Yeah, fun. Like really light-hearted fun and just light-hearted light hearted fun. Yeah. And um, like there's a series of interaction mechanics that are quite unique in that. Yeah. So worth checking out and certainly worth checking out if the entry price is free. Absolutely. There you go. So those are the releases this week. Um, I don't see much in the <laughs> in in the pipeline next week, so we'll see how dry next week is. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to find some. Most devs, I think, don't release around Christmas on Christmas Day for good reason. People are distracted doing other stuff. They don't have their wallets out anymore. There's always a brave one out there who does it every year, but that's <laughs> usually the one that isn't that lucky. <laughs> Snowball fights VR. Too. Snowball fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, good stuff. That's back to you, Mike. Cool, cool. So our first main topic this week is a discussion on Half-Life Alex, of course, because uh, the gameplay... Uh, yeah. yeah, are you sure about this now? <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's probably not wise because Rowdy's still got his science segment to talk about, but let's let's try and keep it brief. Um, but the folks over at uh, Tested, obviously, they visited Valve um, this week and they got to play Half-Life Alex on a bunch of different VR headsets. They, they played it on pretty much every PC VR headset available on the market just to sort of give you their impressions on how the game performed on each one. But of course, alongside that, you got a lot of fresh gameplay footage, which was kind of shot off screen so it wasn't like screen captured footage which was a bit of a shame but you did get a sense of what the game was kind of like to play through it and i think you guys were talking about this on the show maybe last week that i missed and i think the concern was that you were worried that the game was going to be teleport only because of like jeff Keeley was playing the game um around the steam awards 
thing and the game that he was playing was teleport only so there was concern about that um but it was obviously confirmed now during this tested video that there is smooth locomotion options now although with that said norm when he went towards a ladder even though he was had smooth locomotion enabled, he was teleporting up a ladder. So a bit like Asgard's Wrath in that sense, which is similar. You know, you approach a ladder, you still get teleported up it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we said last week uh, that there were smooth, uh, that there were locomotion options available. We did, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the thing, I think what we highlighted the most was that the game is likely to be developed for teleport. Um, yes, I, I know. I remember that Nati brought up uh, Apex Construct, and I think that we see that rather as a problem, uh, because if the gameplay is specifically made for teleport, uh, that will be very different than when the gameplay is specifically made for smooth locomotion. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that point. And uh, Tyler from the Valve News Network made a video and and said that you know yeah. he gets the impression that this game has been in development for a long time and that it was always developed with teleportation in mind before mm-hmm. really the shift came that people were widely adopting but he also, smooth he locomotion. also provided proof of that because he saw on one screen that the the uh, smooth locomotion option was uh, coming from a console input right which is uh <laughs> kind of proved that it's been fairly recently implemented. Yeah, and of course they've still got plenty of time, so I do have faith in them that they will kind of smooth it out, but I hope that if you choose to go full smooth locomotion, that you do actually get to physically climb the ladders as well. Uh, you know. Which not- actually in Asgard's, uh, just to interject there, because in Asgard's I do, yeah. I can climb the ladder full on. I don't know if when you played it, it wasn't possible. If you go for a specific rung. So Correct. It, if you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. If don't you touch go- the teleport rung. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. A, there's a Let's rung with a, a rag on, and if you touch that, you teleport. But if you touch right. any others, you can do it manually. So yeah. a system like that, I would be happy with. Honestly, I'm not I'm not so concerned about you know not climbing a ladder or or actually doing it. But it's more the enemies are they tuned towards walking locomotion? Because otherwise, the yeah. game is gonna be too easy. I played so many titles that had teleportation as the baseline and were actually difficult because of that because they are made to. Uh, to do that um, but when you then turn on walking locomotion that got added later it's suddenly super easy to play even apex again great example they, the enemies don't know how to deal with you when you start you know using your thumbstick so i'm i'm yeah i'm, I'm, a, I'm a little scared now after hmm. seeing what what tested has been showing yeah it's, it's a really interesting and point like for me it's kind of strange that why is valve not showing this themselves they use tester to do it they don't communicate anything in that sense where and now we make again you know all these mm. what we think is mm. going to happen i I, th- I think it was a bad decision to do that uh, although it's good to get more information uh, i think that i would have much preferred like a 2 minute trailer <laughs> rather than those snippets of like because there's so much hype around this game that if something gets shown that is not really up to expectations, that can be something as stupid as like seeing a console input or like some, I don't yeah. know, like some random thing, that people immediately would jump onto that and gonna say like, oh, you know, this is gonna be crap or this and that. And Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I totally agree. Like no other game in the games industry am I aware of that gets kind of shown early, but just off off camera view. It just never happens nowadays. It does. What's what's been happening this December? We've had so many weird surprises, weird drops, weird surprises, odd 
last minute pullouts. You know, it's just like a weird December, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. because I, I do wonder, like the tested video, did they come up with the idea to test it on all these headsets? Or did Valve say like, hey, listen, we don't want to do anything ourselves. Uh, maybe you guys should do it. Maybe, maybe because they may be seen as experts in the VR field that that's maybe what they did. Because I think mm. the, the, the general consensus was, or the rumor was, was that they had a gameplay trailer prepped for the Game Awards, but it was teleport only. So they decided that that wasn't the best way to show off the game's full potential. So they decided to ditch that. Yeah, but now in the end, they did instead. the same thing anyways. In they a way, did, They, yeah. of course, mixed it up with other locomotion options, but... The video is kind of like people were zooming in and they, they as, as Rowdy said, they have a console open and it makes it only more cloudy than it already was. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed in terms of the locomotion was oftentimes you'd see Will, who you know used to be part of Tested and they had, had him on as a kind of cameo or a guest uh, to come back again. He'd walk to the side, like laterally move away from his standing position, pick something up, turn around, and you'd see his glowing feet in the position that they were before. So again reinforces this kind of concept that the core game design and probably then the the resulting default for the title mm, will be yeah. teleport. And, and which and those I, think, things... think about Doom. Think about Doom VFR for yeah. a minute. Is that what we want and that we expect? I think I would expect the four of us to say, like, your default should be smooth, smooth loco mm. with smooth, you know, 360 turning. Yeah. And that, and that is the reason why I say, like, that I find it a strange decision to like allow a video like this to be made instead of something that is a fully controlled kind of trailer where mm -hmm, they, yeah. we all know how, how well the first trailer did. People were yeah. even saying, oh, it's not possible that it looks so good. But we, we playing VR, we know that it will likely look this good in virtual mm -hmm. reality and that the kind of mechanics that they were showing are very, very possible. Yeah. Instead of like continuing that concept, it's a really weird step all of a sudden to show this like unfinished game uh, in a completely free format, which is then recorded on a camera that is recording a screen. Mm. Yeah, but I, I very like, strange. If you look at the gameplay, it's it's mainly gameplay where they just use the the pistol and they they shoot some enemies. There's nothing in there of like let's say the G-Man pops up or uh, certain characters. There's nothing uh, story related in there. I think Vel was more concerned about yeah. what got shown story wise than really what mechanics they were going. It's not to. even audio in there, so it's no. actually. Ah. It's 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 annoying to watch. But <laughs> like, honestly, let's okay, know what's, so, what's going on. So let's say okay, this game okay when it comes out, and 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 of course there will be smooth locomotion, but teleportation it's made for teleportation. So I, I think most people who are going to buy this game are going to teleport and are not going to use smooth locomotion. We're talking about a a big group of people who now bought all kinds of headsets to play it, so they're gonna teleport. So I don't think the 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 buzz is going to be too big. I think there is a majority of players who are completely new to VR that play it than us in this VR bubble. But that, that doesn't mean that it's a shame, of course, if it wouldn't play that well if you would walk around. I just want enemies to to adapt to walking locomotion. You know what I mean? I don't want mm -hmm. it to be a boring uh, game because the enemies don't know how to deal with me anymore and I have to use teleportation to... But I, like, honestly, I can't enjoy a game when I teleport around. No. Even even if the enemies would be more difficult, I, I would still mm. prefer walking locomotion. I don't know about you guys, but I yeah, can't yeah. go back to teleportation anymore. But yeah. I do understand from a consumer perspective that we should be happy that it's maybe the default in there because because of that, a lot of people can enjoy Half-Life now. Have we, have we even seen this done before with the multi-headset kind of independent opinion? I don't think I've ever seen so many headsets no. benchmark tested against an app 
before in yeah, this way. I, and I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm glad it was tested who was brought in. I, I did put a tweet out to say that, but um, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad that they had someone who, you know, we know is like an industry veteran and taking their opinion. I mean, they're not going to float some rubbish and mm. they didn't talk that well about the cosmos, but it is a good thing to know that there isn't a, there isn't a bias, uh, an unnecessarily heavy bias put towards the index, which is mm. nice. Mm-hmm. It's actually not, it's very reassuring. And that's a Valve-backed message. But, I, I, but we, we kind of knew that already a little bit coming from like Vertigo 2 and how well that worked on different headsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of expecting that to also be the case for uh, the new Valve game, knowing that he himself worked in the implementation of that as well. But in saying. the end, this like this video they made is advertisement because it just shows that it works on almost every headset. Although I think a, a different video would have been welcome for a lot of people where, as you said, like, l- what is the locomotion like? Uh, how are you going to move in the game? That wasn't the focus of this video. We're talking about something like we're, we weren't that interested. We, were, we knew it was going to work on almost every headset. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Valve, right? But we were more interested in what's the gameplay going to be like. And that's exactly. in there. And now everyone just uses that, blows it up. Well... For tested, that wasn't the focus of the video. So the way they played it was also not the focus of. You know what I mean? So we're assuming yeah. a lot of stuff now. Yeah. But because. But that's we, what you get when you make a yeah, video. No, or, yeah, or when no. Valve allows a video like yeah. this to be brought out, yeah, exactly. they should have just made a trailer exactly. if they wanted to build the hype further. And this is the thing, you know. I think. I think. I think the guys over at Tested did a good job of what their intention of the video was mm-hmm. for. And do. you know they always do, and they always deliver some great yeah. content. No, I agree. But I, I do agree with Rowdy in that that Valve would have been better off just producing their own like controlled trailer and showing this is the gameplay. This is what the game's going to look like when you buy it. Mm. Uh, I think that would have been better off for everyone because otherwise you, would have, you wouldn't have all this confusion right now. You know? yeah, because um, I, I think Tested is the only one so far who made a video about this game. Uh, there yeah. is no other news outlet next to Game Awards, of course, with a little bit of like a snippet that has covered something. So Valve is the one that presses the, the, the button here of saying mm-hmm. like, okay, we, we trust Tested. They have been to their office so many times. They have a good relationship with Valve. So they 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 knew they were not going to mess it up in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think the approach of the video could have been different. But I mean, Tested is also a channel on its own and has a total different audience than... And that's why I saw, that's kind of funny that I saw Valve News Network and some other people that are like big fans of the Valve stuff. It's like, why on this channel? Like we, I, don't, I didn't even know what Tested was because for, for the majority of people who are excited for Half-Life, have bought into a headset, they don't watch Tested. They don't watch yeah. any any VR channel. So a lot of people have also not seen this, this video like we do because we know Tested, we know they deliver a lot of VR news. Yeah. But uh, it, it also kind of missed its point for a lot of people. Of course, it's now going to circle around because, of course, you want to know if your headset gets supported. Yep. But, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, strange, think, a little strange. I think overall, like, what I took from the video was that, you know, the gameplay looks dark and gritty, and I like that. And, I, I, you know, the, he- the the zombies walking with the head crabs on, and yeah. they had, like, these little um, parts of their body that were highlighted that you had to, like, be accurate to aim down the sights to shoot at to then, like, take the crab off. Or you could do a headshot, of course. And then, the, like, you know, the head crabs walking around, they look creepy as AF, you know, and I think yeah. that's going to be super crazy in game. So, and, and like the, the, the barnacles hanging from the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. So, so, so like everything about the gameplay I saw, I was like, yeah, this looks really cool. Like the yeah. interactivity of pressing buttons and stuff. Yeah. But I just think, it, like you say, it was just a strange way of delivering that. 
I, I, what I also notice is that the inventory system that you use is the same one that gets used in Vertigo 2. So it's clear exactly. that Zalubo, and he <laughs> said that before, that he was involved. So you yeah. see that all these developers that have worked with Valve before, you're going to see that back. So maybe Boneworks, we're going to see a little bit of that too in there. Onward, so. onward right? Get the Onward guy yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. so, well. uh, in the shooting. Also, yeah. And also the uh, the over the ba- over the. Uh, back grabbing is from uh, you know the gallery originally. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like, like grabbing the, the ammo from there. Yeah, things. yeah. And, and there's lots of subtle things in 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 that video that you see, like you know the the physicality, the weight of boxes, like we've mentioned before in Boneworks. Yeah. You know, two hands carrying a box, and you know the pistol has like a an LED slide, like like indicator on the side, so you can yeah. see how much ammo you've got in your gun. There's loads of like, like little that. subtle hints in there that that mm-hmm. will probably make a lot more sense when you actually see it yourself. But I think, you know, overall, I'm still very, very excited for it, of course. Um, but I think this is just such an important game, not only just for Valve, <laughs> but for the VR industry in general. And, <sighs> and, and, and how this game is perceived by the, by the gaming industry as a whole has the potential to sway yeah. a lot of people to be very positive and be true believers of v- VR in the future or yeah. either confirm what the haters be- have been saying for years and years. So that there is a lot of pressure on do, Valve do you, do you think to get this right. Locomotion can kill a game that it has so much impact that it's going to like, oh, you know, this was like a complete disaster. Well, I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't work. I, I, but, uh, yeah, I think whatever, what like the game isn't has got plenty of time still to, to, yeah, to yeah. iron these out. So I think they will fix it because no doubt they are watching and listening to the feedback from the community. I don't know about you guys, like I'm super anti-spoiler. So I'm getting to the point now already with this extra 40 minutes of kind of half footage of like, I almost want to shut my eyes and close my ears until release. Yeah, I now. didn't watch it fully. I just skimmed through it in order to see like... This was quite safe in that sense, but I do yeah. get your point. Yeah. You don't know but what no, you're like, going to you see when you watch point. it. Yeah, but it's like, it's going to be like, okay, oh, now I remember, like, you're playing along the story, and you're like, oh, that's that bit that I saw, and there's that bit that I saw, and Mm -hmm. I think that, to an extent, if you, if you want to experience the thing, like, it's virgin form, I I feel like holding off, because this happens with movie trailers as well, where people, like, they make, they, they, they do this heavy analytical analysis, end to end, of all these little bits that they see, they do it even with, um, you know, big titles like Call of Duty or Battlefield, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, this must be in the game because we saw it on that person's hip. And uh, yeah. so I just think that this is probably the part where I'm saying, like, I'm going to get off. <laughs> just, that's good, why good I far prefer, like, a two-minute trailer that shows cool gameplay mechanics yeah, rather than, like, the, the full intro level or whatever. Yeah. I'd be fine. I'd be fine if from now Valve says nothing until release. <laughs> I would be totally fine. Wait for a trailer, maybe a week before the game that, drops. No, 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 Be no. silent not, until then. That's not good for the podcast. <laughs> that is their style. It is style. good for the podcast. <laughs> then we can finish within two hours. That's true. That's true. But, you know, that is their style, so that, that could be the case. But for me, you know, March 2020 can't come soon enough. Yes. S- still hyped. Still hyped. Still hyped. Um, yeah. So now is the time, of course, where we pass it over to Rowdy, Dr. Rowdy, to make us all a little bit wiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a rowdy science lesson on the complexities of walking in virtual reality. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So uh, I'm going to be talking a bit about the complexity of walking indeed, because uh, we, we've mentioned already a couple of times, like, you know, with VR threat mills and all that kind of stuff, uh, that I thought it was an interesting kind of topic uh, to be talking about for virtual reality. So why talk about walking? I mean, we all have seen the scene from um, uh, Ready Player One, 
with the VR treadmill, especially where the guy like really sprints at a certain point. I tried to mm -hmm. get that clip, but I, I didn't find it uh, in an easy format. So I'm just showing another one. Uh, but that is one of the reasons, at least, that um, you know that virtual reality in general is, could be interested in in a proper uh, walking implementation. And the main reason which I want to focus on is is it for it to increase immersion. Uh, there are other reasons why uh, VR treadmills could be a thing or walking in VR could be a thing. And for example, as a workout tool, some people might want to use it. Uh, it's often already being used as a simulation tool when you think about, for example, military apl uh, applicancies. Uh, as a research tool, it's often being used as well, but that's then most likely related to, for example, some kind of neurological pathological disease uh, that is uh, affecting the gait of a certain person, for example, in Parkinson's disease, that is the case. Uh, so if you can, like, um, uh, estimate the, the, the typical gait of a, such a person that could help in diagnosis or that could help in a, a certain treatment pattern as well. And, of course, you can ask yourself the question, do, doesn't it kind of exist already in, in the virtual world? And, yes, it does. Like, we have, for example, the Virtuix Omni. Uh, this was founded originally by Jan Hoetgeluk. He's, uh, he's, he's from Belgium. He's from Ghent, actually, but he lives in the U.S. now. And the concept of this was kind of like a, a frictionless bowl with inertial sensors. Um, and they had a Kickstarter that ran in 2013 that was eventually funded for $1.1 million. So wow. a very successful Kickstarter. Yeah. And they received an additional $20 million from investors. Wow. And they actually started indeed with production because, I mean, this was a very expensive piece of kit, which was also one of the problems. I'll, I'll come to that probably later. Uh, but the actual production started in 2015, and the shipping of the actual uh, Virtuic Omni, Omni started in 2017. However, mid-2017, they decided to go uh, commercial only, and I believe they have now a contract with the, uh, with the military, the U.S. military, uh, as much more of like um, a simulation tool rather than like the gaming kind of tool that it was supposed to be in the beginning. Mm. Smart. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm indeed. having trouble... Uh, Focusing. I'm just imagining a giant box of cocoa puffs that I just pour into that bowl and I eat with. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's probably, well, I, I've tried, I, so I've tried an Omni. Um, yeah. I was going to say, you, you've tried eating cereal out of an Omni? What? I, I probably would have had a better experience had I done that. Um, so, the bowl like, strapper, right? I, I, I was... Uh, like I, I hopefully, uh, you know, I don't step on your toes here, Rowdy, but like, you know, I was very excited about treadmills until I tried one. Um, because the, yeah. the feeling isn't natural. Like, like, it's, yeah. like if you imagine as a kid, like if you've ever walked on a hard floor with socks on and you slide around, that's kind of what it feels like in a bowl. Mm -hmm. And imagine trying <laughs> to play a VR game with that sensation underneath your feet. It's, it's just so weird. It's just weird. Yeah. I, I've yeah. done the same. It's so weird. It's like, it feels, especially when you don't pick up, you don't lift your legs. Yeah. You know, you're just like, just sliding back and forth. It feels exactly like that, like as if a big, you know, giant is, is holding on to you and you're just sliding back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's totally it's true. But, it's but true. that wouldn't be different for the army, though. They would have the same experience, right? Yeah, but the army spends it, a lot of money on it, a lot of crap, so. <laughs> yeah, the the <laughs> yeah, thing is, true. with um, th this was supposed to be a gaming device for like a wide variety of games. Well, what they're doing now with the army is probably a very tailored experience specifically for... Uh, the kind of application that they're using it for. So not uh, an uncontrolled environment anymore. Huh. 
which is a big thing, of course, and I'll, I'll come to that later. So what do they do with the military? Are you saying that the project forked away from consumer target yes. and went military? Yeah. So okay. I don't know if they went military only. Uh, no, they didn't went military or they went to arcades a lot. So uh, no. they went to uh, uh, so several arcade applications, uh, but also they have a contract, I believe. Well, I don't know which military it is, but I, I found online that they had a contract with the military as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the next was a kind of like a competitor as well, which uh, the Cybrid Virtualizer. Uh, this one was founded by, uh, I'm sorry if I raped the name, but it's a uh, Tunke Chukmak in uh, 2013. And also here the concept was, again, a frictionless bowl with integrated motion sensor. The concept is a little bit different since it's not like the bowl shape and you have to do it on your socks. Um, but uh, this Kickstarter was also funded in oh. 2014. Uh, this was funded for three hundred sixty-one thousand dollars and four hundred fifty-two. This one, uh, this one created a lot of buzz on YouTube. Like I've seen so many videos where they yeah. were playing GTA, mm. Skyrim, and yeah. so many far I back know. titles. It's crazy. But it gets a little bit darker from here on Uh-oh. because Uh-oh. Uh, there is no delivery date as mm. of yet. So people who bought it, um, at least as far as I could find, have not actually received their order yet. However, in 2016, they became exclusive to commercial customers. And in 2019, they have already delivered the second generation for commercial customers only. Uh, And people are pretty pissed. There's even like some Facebook groups that are trying to call them out in order to get their money back. Uh, But so far as as far as I know of, that has not occurred yet. so yeah, it's strange though that they have already a second generation of so, commercial so, customers. So, so they have been waiting for five years now then? Uh, since the successful since, Kickstarter, yeah. yes. Yes. Wow, okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's already actually a second generation, but only for commercial customers. Hmm. Yeah, strange. And then there are others. We have the Cat VR. we have the Infinite Deck, um, and we have the WizDisc, if anyone <laughs> oh, still that remembers one. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah, like... Yeah. A rather strange one. The All Wiz of disc? these have the the WizDisc, uh, Rover WizDisc, WizDisc. I think it's called. It's with wow. the the disc that like that like shakes around like mm-hmm. that. It's, it looks really weird. All of them have like a little bit of a different concept, but it all comes down to the same thing: that it's, it tries to simulate uh, walking, but only walking, not not more than that. There's some jumping maybe involved in that, but mm-hmm. um, it. it, it it kind of highlights why this doesn't work is one uh, the barrier of entry it's far too high in order for it to convince people to go and buy something like this in order to 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 get onto that uh, and second is that the the general experience with these kind of things is it's it has a learning curve like you need to learn how to walk on these things yeah. and that is not something that we're used to with walking for the very reason that it's such a natural thing that we do it's something that we do pretty much every day normally you do it every day um and to have some device trying to simulate that experience is really weird. Um, and that is also the reason why I always say, like, I don't believe that the current technology allows for us to have a treadmill that delivers a satisfying experience. And the reason for that is that is the next topic is uh, what is walking, actually? If, if you think about the core concept of walking, I'm going to dive a little bit further into that's this. An, Someone wanted to ooh, ask a question? I've got the answer. Phone yeah. works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Insider yeah. joke for anyone who follows the podcast closely. <laughs> so the the thing with walking is that it, it looks very easy. You know, everyone does it. Everyone is uh, walking through cities, parks, shops, forests, and most of us just just do it. 
We don't even <laughs> we seem just to, do to think about it. Yeah, we do it. Yeah, it's true. We, no, yeah, we just, it, we don't it even is. It's just a little it. funny when you when you mention it like that. It's almost like yeah. it's normal. But, but if you give it some more thought, <laughs> it's we're rarely just walking. You know, during walking, which is mainly a motor task, we often perform another task, which is mostly cognitive as well. While walking, for example, we occasionally talk to the person that's walking next to us. We think about what to buy next in the, in, in the store. We step over tree roots because we see them as an obstacle and we avoid them without any effort. We don't even think about doing that. You know, we don't walk and all of a sudden run into a building. As long as you um, see it, of course, right? As long as you see it okay. or, or experience it in any way yeah. or form. Um, and such a simultaneous performance of two tasks that is called dual tasking. So I know that um, you know multitasking, nobody really can do that because it's often related to two cognitive tasks. But if it's a motor task and a, and a, and a cognitive task, we are able to do those two things uh, together without even thinking about it because we have a separate area in our brain for motor and um, for motor uh, tasking, and a separate area in our brain for a cognitive task. This is absolutely the part of the podcast where it would be great to have a woman on. It'd be like, you're all men. You can't multitask. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, although we often take for granted that we are able to do this, it actually requires some very complex uh, neural mechanisms, and there are. Several operations that are involved during, you know, human gait, such as the activation of the central nervous system, the transmission of signals to muscles, contraction of these kind of muscles, sending back sensory information, sort of feedback mechanism that indeed says that the movement has been performed. And the way that this all happens is all for us completely, well, unaware. We're completely unaware of that happening. And it even appears to be quite stable and quite smooth with regular repeating movements. Um, but that is not really the case. It's not as uh, smooth or as um, uh, stable as it might seem because there is a certain factor of chaos into that uh, as well. Um, and I'll come to that right now. So if you, I mean, th this is probably the most complex part of the, of the, of the, um, of the presentation, but well, <laughs> it's, it's just a, a core concept that I'm trying to, to, to give here. I'm not going to go fully into that, into the physics, because it's also not my line of, of, of work or line of experience. Uh, the neuroscience part, I kind of already explained, um, but this is like the, the physics parts of walking. And a lot of that comes from uh, the double pendulum. And that is a, a system um, or a physics strategy that is uh, kind of explains how walking occurs. So during forward movement, uh, the leg that leaves the ground then swings forward from the hip. And this is called, this first sweep is called the first pendulum. The leg then strikes the ground with the heel, rolls through to the toe. And that is a motion that is described as the inverted pendulum. The motion of the two legs is then coordinated so that one foot or the other is always in contact with the floor. So in walking, what actually happens is that your body kind of vaults over the lag on the ground, raising the center of mass to its highest point as the lag then passes the vertical axis of your body and then dropping to its lowest again as the legs are spread apart. And essentially, this means that it's a constant conversion from kinetic energy or forward motion that is constantly being tried, traded in for a rise in potential energy. And that is the kind of the concept of the double pendulum. And... My physics lab actually has a, has a very nice kind of uh, way of illustrating the element of, of control and the element of chaos into that as well. I'll quickly switch to that um, 
as well because it's running over here. I just need to Please cover your it. children's eyes before this segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what you see here is basically uh, the double pendulum in, in action. Uh, with a little bit of imagination, you can imagine a, uh, you can imagine a lag that is moving forward. Um, and if you they have like some very nice graphs on this as well, you can see that it is a fairly controlled kind of movement. Uh, with the, the cinograph that is being generated constantly. Uh, and there's a certain pattern that is being repeated the entire time. Uh, we can see that here as well, that there is a pattern that is being repeated. But we also see that this pattern is not always exactly the same. And that is also the, the case with our gate, that there's a, a certain element or a certain factor that is not always um, as smooth as it actually appears like. Now, when we go back to this um, double pendulum, and we just change like a, a few of the parameters, uh, you can do that really nicely on here as well. Um, then what you can see that you rather quickly can generate like a something similar, but it turns into complete chaos just by ch changing some factors. And this is the kind of thing that um, that I think is very interesting, that this is a very, very strictly controlled kind of system um, that allows us to perform this kind of movement because it's going completely mental right now for the audio <laughs> listeners. Um, That's full gadgeteer right there, I'm yeah, telling you. Exactly. That's a full on gadgeteer. <laughs> so you can see here as well, like there is still a pattern that is available, like it's still a, a certain pattern that is emerging, but it's not exactly going to be the same kind of thing. And we can see it indeed when we look at the pattern here that is being developed is that it's completely out of control, um, which I think is rather interesting. So you're saying our knees could do this. <laughs> our, knees, our knees could do this in a in a in a yeah, in your world, Sim. I would just love to be the person who tunes in, who tuned in like thirty seconds ago and goes, "The feck is going on? Like, what is with the swinging balls and the the sketch a chart and like what's happening here right now? I have no idea." But we but we're not there yet. So I've already said that it's rather complex, but it's actually it's it's really complex. Like because uh, we also have the neuroscience part that is that is uh, involved into this and the actual neuroscience neuroscientific part that is involved into this is the primary motor cortex or Brotman area four. And this is a brain region that in humans uh, is located in the dorsal portion of the frontal lobe. Um, now this primary motor cortex is kind of defined anatomically as the region of cortex that contains the large neurons. These are known as the, the Betz cells. Sorry, what exactly are we looking at here? Because that looks yeah. like some kind of like Salvador Dali painting. Yeah, it's kind of like a funny representation of like... Um, if you take the motor cortex of your brain, uh, oh, I believe brain. it's called the, uh, a conundrum. Uh, I believe a conunculus. It's called the conunculus. <laughs> yeah. Conunculus? We could have called it the conunculus. oculus or, or the conunculus. <laughs> I would have preferred conunculus personally. <laughs> Reminds me of Zim's concubines. Yeah. So what, what it basically does, <laughs> hey. it, it, it highlights the motor area, but every part of the motor area has a specific... Uh, region that it kind of controls in your body so we have the trunk the neck the hat and this is actually if you would shut down these areas then you would get a shutdown of those kind of areas kind of as well in into that specific area uh, and the way that they represent it often is with these kind of like images in order to also show like how important certain areas are as you can see is that the hands are enormously big because there's so much sensory information so much motor control going into uh, those kind of like you know physical movements then you see like the trunk the neck the head the shoulder and the arm are all located in the same area while it's a fairly large area there's not that much because there's not a lot of motor control in there either 
the same goes for the elbow, forearm, the wrist. It's all fairly junked together. But then again, the eye, the nose, the face, and the lips were very somatosensory, very important. Uh, they get very much highlighted there again, uh, oh, such as the this, tongue and the uh, pharynx. Question for you. Does, so does, that, um, does this diagram essentially represent that there's a part of the brain that's controlling these various bits? And, and for instance, why people who have taken some kind of trauma to the head oftentimes would end up losing motor control of those In bits of their areas. face kind of all together? Or is yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that can indeed be uh, be caused by that. Also, when one side of the face uh, um, uh, shuts down, that could also be because it's like, for example, the left side of your brain that is uh, uh, has a problem there. Um, so that's the, the Brahman area four. Um, now, I was talking about these large neurons, and these large neurons, uh, they send down the axons to the spinal cord, uh, all the way to the synapse um, of the spinal cord, and then onto the alpha motor neurons in the spinal cord, which then connect to the muscles. So it's a signal that's being sent from your brain all the way down through the spinal cord to your muscles to then activate uh, the motion. And that's the only thing that the brain actually really does is activating the motion and stopping the motion. Because as soon as you're in motion, you have the double pendulum that is, keeps on like moving itself forward. Uh, so that's actually... Um, an automatic kind of thing that happens. Um, so walking does not just involve the lower limbs. The movement can be seen all the way down uh, to the spinal column. And when you walk, your brain is doing this without its awareness all of the time. The system even works fairly well when you're blindfolded, which I think is, uh, is a crazy thing. Um, now, it's actually, I've said it's rather complex. It's really complex. It's actually so complex that robots can't even do it yet. Um, because we've all seen this movie, huh? like with Boston Dynamics, where they kick a robot and it like mm. uh, stumbles uh, backwards and it tries to recover from, uh, from the punch. Now, these kind of things are being developed and it, it looks very scary because it's such a natural human thing to see. Yeah. But there are so many parameters that have not been implemented yet, for example, Actually, like... In ahead. December, you're right. It is, it's absolutely natural to see a man kicking a reindeer. <laughs> pretty, pretty common yeah. around these parts yeah. it's a Scottish thing yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah but there are a lot of parameters that need to be implemented like for example obstacles inclination the type of underground that you're walking on the speed that you're walking on the temperature of that uh, of that underground the material they have that you have on your feet or if you're doing a bare feet the weight that you're having and, and many many more and this is exactly the reason why i still don't believe that treadmills are a thing, uh, even in Ready Player One, because there are certain aspects that are just going to be very, very hard to simulate. And I don't know yet how anyone would do that. Although I applaud all of the people that are making virtual reality treadmills and believe they have the success formula, because that's the way to move forward. You need to fail a lot in order to find something that will finally succeed. Well, what, um, if, what if they made a surface that was a bit like walking on raw steak? That would be better than these slippery surfaces. Yeah, then... there are people now working as well, I believe, on like certain kind of cushions that can become harder and softer, can like simulate stairs, can simulate an inclination. Mm. And there are those kind of things that are probably more likely to succeed because as soon as one of those parameters is off, for example, if you, you're walking down a hill uh, yep. in VR and the inclination is not there, your brain will immediately say like, this is not right. This, and it will break the immersion. It, will, it might make you motion sick. Uh, it, 
I don't know. But are, are those kind of things, like the underground feels different, uh, the, 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 the obstacles are not really there when you, when you walk through, those kind of things can really break the immersion. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Mm. And then I finally still have uh, some references for people who might want to read onto some more uh, kind of very interesting stuff. Uh, it is a very interesting topic. Um, I try to keep it like you know as simple as possible, um, but it's uh, it's there's a lot of stuff that even I have no idea about it. Uh, especially with the double pendulum, there's like entire research papers that have been written about that because it's a mathematics and physics concept um, that is very interesting, um, especially when you want to go into robots walking. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. I wonder if Roddy, thanks. That's really cool. Um, the double mm-hmm. pendulum effect is something that I wasn't very aware of um some animals obviously have their uh double pendulum happening forwards like us and backwards like i don't know a deer or something like that Mm -hmm. do you know does that have any effect on it or is it essentially the same thing just reversed you know the the knee facing actually opposite direction the 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 shape of the human body is not made to walk upright Uh, that's why so many people at a later age get back problems because our backs are not constructed like that if you would let an engineer build our backs it would look completely different because we're not made to walk upright that's also why children take such a long time to learn it um but uh, the 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 way that it works for um for animals is i actually have no idea but the the thing is that um the double pendulum is something that is um being generated from the entire body that is actually vaulting over to the vertical axis. Mm. So So the the way I kind of see it is, or the way I think mm -hmm. about it in my mind, is that we would sooner get a device that is attached to our brains like a neural link, like that Elon Musk is working on now, that would um, somehow simulate the feeling of walking just through our brains than someone will invent a good enough treadmill to convince us that we're walking on something naturally. But the way that I see the neural link is still the other direction. It's like picking up signals from your brain rather than sending signals to your brain because that would have to, as far as I know, it would have to be an invasive procedure or like with some kind of weird magnets trying to stimulate some kind of cells. Um, I, I, I don't see that happening either. Yeah. Just because of the fact that it would require a, very or the technology would have to change of course that's mm-hmm. that's always the thing so that would bring us to the rocket shoes then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd love to, i'd love to see those with a double pendulum i know i know <laughs> oh god so so basically the question of um how to walk in virtual reality is still an unanswered one yeah it's definitely i i don't think there's currently um that the technology is there in order to make uh, a treadmill or any form of locomotion that is capable of delivering a satisfying experience yeah I totally there are ways i'm not saying that like for example if you just want to do a stroll in the park on an mm-hmm. even surface on asphalt and it's just it, they can make a treadmill for that right now but if you're saying i want to play battlefield and i want to run through the grass and i want to then like slide on the on the ground and like shoot three people down jump over a, a ledge and like no that's just not there. Yeah. You just fused two things in my brain. It was very uncomfortable experience, but I'm going to share my Eureka moment. Smooth locomotion. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> 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 it exists in real life, lads. Yes. It's but true. people are asking if you made a comment about, um, so Megan was saying, so if not upright, how would we be expected to walk? I think your what was your point about the whole kind of ape thing where you're not meant yeah, to be standing upright? Yeah. 
we are, so we're on supposed all fours to walk on all fours. Yes. Walk on all fours. Yeah. That's what we originally made for. Yeah. Maybe if they Our made a treadmill for that as well. That we could walk on all fours, we'd be happier. We we still have. I mean, I, I haven't read the recent literature on it, but the last thing that I knew, uh, or the last thing that I read about it, is the reason why we actually stood up was because our frontal cortex got developed so much that we could start using our hands for using different kind of tools. Wow. Complex um, tasks in front of complex us, Complex tasks, yeah. The, you know, the, the thumb is the reason why we walk uh, straight. So if you want the uh, the TLDR, is the VR treadmill suck? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I tried to say in like about 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's going like to be very difficult for them to crack that nut. Yeah, the, the, That Picasso was particularly good. I like that. That was good. Yeah. I get a copy but, of that from my wall. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, um, demotivate uh, inventors or developers from trying new things because it's only by trying new things that um, that we eventually achieve something like that. Yeah. But I do think that the current technology is limited in a way of de of delivering an, an experience that we all expect. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and something else I also learned is that basically. Wait, what's got motion sick? The whole he was like motion sick the whole movie. Hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. He must Wait, have been. You mean in filming it? Because it was flat the whole time, and he was running up and down stuff. So he must yeah. have been. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all lies. Yes. All lies. Hmm. Well, thank you, Rowdy. I think it's always fascinating. Like I'm gonna have to listen to it back to understand a lot of it. But it, I, I, people really enjoy it in the chat, which is really great. I, I love that people Let's are really see. digging I these. Segments. Mike's gonna now think about when he walks about this stuff. He's like, hmm, how do I actually walk? And then I'm he's literally gonna, gonna fall down my stairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm overthinking it now. Um, but yeah, we've gone on for just over two hours now. So I hope you've all enjoyed the show. Of course, this is the last show before Christmas. So hope you mm. all have a very Merry Christmas out there. Merry, Merry um, Christmas, yeah. You know, make sure you spend some time with the family as well. Not only just enjoying VR, it's an important time to spend with the family. Not only doing podcasts. Not only doing podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> And remember, importantly, if you're demoing VR to friends and family over the holidays, ease them in with something gentle. <laughs> something no, no like standing roller coasters. No standing so roller coasters. Start with bone works. Yeah. No, <laughs> no bone link. works. If you if you've got a quest, Oculus first steps. If you've got a, a, a rift, then go to the Oculus Dream Deck. If you've got a Vive or something like that, or an Index, go to the Lab. No roller coasters. So not much movement a year. And right? all, and also the one thing that people tend to like because they're like, ah, it's just like horsing around. Like, let them have a safe ride the first time, right? And generally in VR, let someone be safe. Like, as funny as it might seem to like feck with them while they're in, don't. Yeah, really great point. Really, really great point. Also, uh, I want to give a big shout out to PD for moderating our chat for another year. It's uh, it's amazing, and thanks everyone for for still sticking around with us. It's it, it has yep. been a blast. Hit that like button. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't yeah, it like wasn't it this year that we uh, launched F Reality? Yes. No. Oh. Yes, it must have been. Because we 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 went under a different name before F Reality as a. Or pilot. has it been just over a year? Because maybe it was just no, after it, Christmas. It was, it was like it was it was like October last year, wasn't it? Was it? I I, I don't know. Eighty four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, we're all very good historians. This is why yeah, you know just we look live at the, week to week. Yeah, just look. This saying. is like episode one hundred and twenty, right? Yes, exactly. So that means we have been doing it for a while. So that means it <laughs> it deserves 
at least 120 likes, please. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it happen. Uh, of course, we're going to be back on the show next week after Christmas, and we're going to be wrapping up the year with our highs and lows of 2019 uh, in VR. So we're going to be talking about like our favorite games of the year, uh, maybe some of the low points, things we were disappointed th- about, some things we wanted, etc., etc. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for our recap of 2019. Our, f- our favorite podcast moments, the best memes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll make sure we, uh, we, we think of some. Uh, <laughs> If you want to share your own, of course, let us know in the chat. Maybe we can read some of them out. But until then, have a great Christmas. Have a great week in VR. And uh, take care and bye-bye for now.